All right, no, for real, for real, the last, 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 last show of the semester. Mm-hmm. Uh, we going up. Hit him with it real quick. Go, hold on, no, I'll, I'll hold it. Wait, hold on, wait. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. yeah. There he is. Yeah. Okay, I like that a lot. There you go. Do, 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 do. Lamar. All right, now for real, for real. All right, this is going to be the last one. We're going to be here however long it takes or until 2.30. <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh, but okay, but yeah. So we're going to go around the table with the intros. Y'all know me, Dylan Dilworth, or Lord Dylan of House Dilworth. Man, I started another wave, bro, because now they're calling Aaron Rodgers Lord Aaron of House Rodgers. Mm. And y'all know for like the past three months, my Twitter name has been Lord Dylan of House Dilworth. So obviously, it's because I of, started the wave, bro. It's Cloud because Steve. of Jordan Peele, bro. Oh uh, yeah, bro. Jordan Peele uh, liked my tweet. It popped up on everybody's timeline, Ooh. and then they was like, "Hold on, he got a cool name. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. For real though, come like yo, Lord Aaron of House Roger. I'm like, nah. Send so. a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> get him. Get that money real quick. Get like a cease and desist. Be like, yes, I'm gonna need you to take down uh, your Twitter name. <laughs> All right, but uh, y'all know me, Lord Dylan of House Dilworth, a.k.a. Dylan, C-B-E-D-Y-L-A-N, underscore C-B-E on Twitter and Instagram. And Twitch is Dylan, C-B-E, no underscore. Dylan Dilworth Podcast. All right, uh, then we have Adam up in the house. Hello, hello. Back again. Adam. Sisk. Here. Still doing it. Nothing much new to say. Yeah, it's it's only been two days. days. It's only been a couple days. Okay. Um, And then we have... uh, we have Mr. LeFleur. <laughs> there it is, the Travis Scott slander that I cannot, I cannot handle and stand for. No, but what's up, guys? How we doing? Uh, follow me on Twitter at the real Andrew ninety eight. No spaces, no caps, and no cap as well. Okay, okay. But if anybody finds any Meek Mill sound bites, send them my way because I can't find any. What like uh, for soundboards and stuff? Yes, I can't There's, find any. Even on that one. Nah, bro. There's only like there's only like there's only two, and then they're like real. They're not even the ones like they don't even have his ad libs on there. But uh, what's called like okay. But anyway, we got Anthony in the building. What's up, y'all? You can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Lloyd Eleven. No, oh well, you change you change your Twitter name? Yes, I did. Oh okay. <laughs> okay, cool. So we about to we about to hop right up in this because you know we we got the small talk done Friday, but now it's time for the big boy talk where Adam. <laughs> Won't be bored. Hey, hey, it's all good. I'm glad I didn't come to that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adam won't be bored. So, but first things first, man. The Drake curse is real, and Drake knows it. Y'all know about the Drake curse, right? Yeah. yeah. Bro, so this is what he did, bro. Because, you know, for those of y'all that don't know what the Drake curse is, whenever Drake ends up wearing a certain team's jersey or uniform or whatever, they end up losing. And this has been the case with everything recently because he was cheering he was the wearing chiefs. yeah he was wearing the chiefs <laughs> uniform the chiefs lost to the patriots no way come yeah. on right <laughs> <laughs> exactly man <laughs> and then uh what's because he was cheering for uh, he was cheering for serena williams at her tennis match she lost <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like two or three more occasions where he was wearing a jersey and then they lost Bruh. do you think that's like getting into his head yeah. Do you think he believes it? Let's talk about that last, real no, okay, quick. Okay, last night, because it was game seven for the Toronto Raptors versus the 76ers. Winner goes to the Eastern Conference Finals. Bro, for real, he's going to ask to give me an autograph. I'm going to be like, nah. Bro, okay, <laughs> no. So the Drake curse is whatever team he wears loses. So he watched the game in a whole 76ers uniform. 
he wore the jersey and the shorts. Mm. And the 76ers lost. 76ers did win, though, didn't they? No, no, they lost the series, bro. They lost game seven last night. Yeah, they lost last night. Oh, bro, I thought... Did he do it on purpose? Yes. He's a Toronto Raptors. Yes. Yeah. So he... Oh, that's, okay, that that's taking advantage. He knows. Send him to jail. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> no, for real. Back to the like, future nah, type he knows. <laughs> no, because he's a Raptors fan. He's cheering for the Raptors, but the curse is the team that he wears. So he wore a 76ers Bro, how are the 76ers outfit. feeling about that? Bro, because I was like, no. Nah. And then, like, because during the thing, because, like, during the video, he posted, like, him reacting to everybody that won. He does like this, and he's wearing a full 76ers uniform. So he knows about it. And he knows it's real. <laughs> Hey, Dre, go ahead and wear a, a Steph Curry uh, jersey, man. Uh, okay, so next. So Nipsey Hussle's store has made $10 million since he passed in sales. That's great, yeah. but not worth the cost. Yeah. Man, let's keep up the support. Let's keep up the support, people. Uh, but first they got uh, to uh, restock. Wow. Because everything dang near sold wow. out. Takashi 6 9 Mm-hmm. Another person that's taking a plea deal. Yes. Mm. He is getting closer and closer. To freedom! <laughs> so he's winning the wire. Nah, bro. Uh, what's got, uh, what's got, nah, bro. He's he's testifying on the stand. Yeah. So, yeah, not because once, because Treyway, or not Treyway, Shoddy, who was the leader of Treyway, because, you know, he took a plea deal, and his thing was, I'm just going to take it, do the mandatory sentencing, and then have a possibility of getting out, because if he get on that stand... They giving me life, and then so a lot of people have been following suit. So, uh, so yeah, the U.S. attorney, like I said on Friday, U.S. attorney, they're you know they're still offering plea deals or whatever, but the actual trial starts in September. So it's yeah. just whoever doesn't accept the plea deal before September, Takashi's getting on the stand and saying he did it. He did it, and then there he is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he's acquitted of uh, all charges, and then he'll be free. They're gonna ask him there and be like, "Can you point? Ooh. Can you point to the man, men, or women in this room that committed that crime?" And he's gonna point. That's it. That's <laughs> no, what. That's what the DA asked you. Wasn't there a day in court where his co-defendants like had an outburst in court, and like they started yeah. saying like, uh, "Oh, we don't bend, we don't break, we don't fold." It's Treyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah that was shoddy yeah. when he saw six nine in court. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Dang. he said, "We don't bend, we don't break, we don't fold." It's effing Treyway. That was a lot. Asterisk <laughs> accepts plea deal. Asterisk. <laughs> Cause, but not because he's a Wait, did Shadi accept a yeah, plea deal? Yeah, he was the first. No. Yeah, he was one of the first ones. Okay, many, cool. How many years did he accept? 30? Like, yeah, it's like somewhere like around. Possibility of parole and good, and yeah, good times. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I can't remember exactly. 30 years is a lot, bro. That's your whole life. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, like, with the possibility of getting out versus not being able to get but, out. Oh, like, he, he might doesn't not, have to serve the full 30. Nah, he can get out on good time. Okay. Like, like a couple yeah, years. Yeah, who's, whose phone is that? Oh, that's Anthony. Oh, Anthony's, yeah. oh, Anthony's got the juice. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's called? So, yeah, so we're going to move on. So, we all know Block Boy JB. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. The dance. Yep. Okay. So, uh, the feds came through. They froze his accounts. They froze his credit cards, his bank account. They took his money, and they <sighs> took his cars. Because they claim that Block Boy JB is a drug dealer. And Block Boy JB said that everything he owns, he bought with show money and that he is not a drug dealer. Does he have that on his bank statement? 
I don't know. No, see, but that's the thing, though. See, like, because doing stuff under the table does not, like, this is a situation where it doesn't pay off. Because, you know, if you get paid cash under the table, you don't have to report it to the IRS. Yeah. But I think it's good to, I don't know. But I think it's good to where it's like if they give you a check, you can show like this yeah, is from yeah. this promotion company I mean, or something I, I, like that. I'd rather get attacked by the IRS by the IRS than like get caught on drug drug charges for real. Because you just have to pay a big fine. Like I'd rather pay a big fine than like spend fifteen years in jail for cocaine or whatever. But yeah, no. Nah, but I'm pretty sure the feds were investigating him before he got famous. Because that's the case with everything they like they was investigating all these rappers before they got famous. Yeah. Plus, like it's. I mean, it doesn't help his case that, like, he's known as a trap rapper. You know what I mean? Oh, he's yeah. Talking, con- he, not constantly. He talks a lot about drug dealing. Yeah, but then he was walking through Icebox with a pistol. Man. I heard about that, dude. What? What? What What are we thinking? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. He was in Icebox, and then he was in the mirror, like, trying on, like, his jewelry or whatever. And then, like, he, and then you know how, like, you do, like, that to, like, prop your jacket up. Yeah, yeah And then his jacket the lifts up. And, yeah, and then you can see, like, the, the, uh, the grip on the waist, man. Ooh. Like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, not and plus uh, you're getting all this you're getting all this money and then if they're paying you cash and are reporting to the IRS, they're gonna be looking at you like, hold on, what are you doing? Now, and I'm not trying to say that like he is drug dealing, but like for any person that's like doing illicit activity and then you're thrusted into the spotlight, like that's gonna make it pretty hard on you. What, what DJ? Let me say, there's no such thing as a famous criminal. What? There's what? No, what? What? <laughs> Infamous. A famous criminal. Does he mean, does he mean like infamous? Though? No, he said famous. Like you can't be famous and be a criminal. No, because then that would make you. Oh, like in terms of like dry snitching or whatever. Or, I, yeah, I don't know if I agree I don't with know that. about yeah. that. I think I, I think I see what academics is trying to say. He said he said you can't be famous and be a criminal because then there's just going to be so much, so much yeah, spotlight so much on you. So many eyes on you. Yeah. Like you can't do the, the illegal stuff that you're used to doing. Yeah, for sure. I, I see. I, see I get what he's saying, though. Yeah. Like, you obviously okay. just can't be acting erratic in public. Like, people know your face. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Man, I need some money. All right. But. Uh. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So, anybody got anything? Hopefully, Black Boy JB get this resolved. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know. And uh, for those of y'all that saw that Icebox video, you know he did not want to buy that chain for $250,000. But his crew talked him into doing it, bro. He was... No, bro, because he didn't. Got hyped you, up. Yeah, you get hyped up. And then he was like, nah, it's too big, man. And he was like, bro, he was like, nah, you can wear that. You can wear this over it. But, like, his his entourage was talking him into getting it. That's oh, rough. Bro. 250 down the uh, drain. Down the drain, Excuse bro. me, drain. Man. See, okay, like, if he didn't have bought it, what Icebox would have done? Like, they probably, they probably just took the diamonds back out and melted the gold back down, probably, if he didn't well, buy it. Yeah. But, all right. Drake. Oh wait, wait! Did you have something to add? Before? Oh yeah, did we? Does everyone here know that like Kodak got arrested again? Yeah. I heard about outside it. of man. Uh, okay, do y'all want to talk about Rolling Loud? What about it? It's I, been crazy. I haven't been up to date on it, dude. Right. I know it's been happening this past weekend, so but right. I haven't Music seen festival. anything. Festival, right? I haven't seen any yeah. set yet. See, Rolling Loud is facing the same problem South by Southwest went through like a couple years ago because Rolling Loud has became too mainstream. Yeah. And people aren't going because of the festival. People are going just because it's 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 tr- it's the trending thing. Yeah. So are you saying like it's starting to get like uh, popular? Pop. It's it's becoming too popular, bro. Yeah. Okay. No, okay, no, because like Rolling Loud used to be that festival that you know people go to, but then like like two or three years ago, bro, like when the crazy stuff started happening, like when Uzi jumped off that twenty foot thing, bro. Yeah. And that then, was nuts. <laughs> no, for everybody, like, dang, Rolling Loud, this lit. And then that's when everybody started going to Rolling Loud. Yeah, after, yeah, like that, and when X and all them were there, and all those other, 
yeah. Oh yeah, and then yeah. X was crowd surfing stuff. It was like like two or three years ago when all the crazy stuff. Yeah, Rolling happening. Loud has been around for a while, and I yeah. feel like people think Just that now. it started in 2016. Yeah, no, it's been around for a minute. But uh, what's causing? But yeah, okay, so yeah, Kodak Black got arrested. The yo, the fans are using Rolling Loud as a trap for all of these rappers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you the breakdown of everything that I know about that's happened so far. So they arrested Kodak Black and Rolling Loud. Okay. Next, Lil Wayne had to cancel his performance because they said North. Is he a headliner? Yeah, he had to cancel his performance because uh, it was because I no, I ain't got time to pull the tweet up. But basically, he said that uh, in order for him to perform, like the police had to be present, the police had to like search him down and stuff like that. Mm. And then he was like, "I'm not," and then he said, "I'm not about to be policed to do my job." Yeah. He like so he canceled his performance, and then he was like, "I'm sorry," he said, "But I am going on tour, so you can't." Catch me there. Next break. There was a random shooting at Rolling Loud, bro. We don't know who was shooting or what. Then after that, where was the shooting at? Though, like at the entrance in the pit, like oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was just a crowd of people at Rolling Loud just running because okay. like people were shooting. And then NBA young boy got shot at. His girl, uh, what's called his girlfriend, is in the hospital getting treated for a bullet wound. Whoa. Uh, what's called they shot at him. Uh, his security guard, uh, what's cause it killed, uh, killed somebody. I don't know if it was Whoa. that dude that was shooting, but security uh, was was strapped up. Uh, let's see what else. Wow, I didn't hear about this. Uh, when Offset tour bus got shot at, was that at Rolling Loud or was that somewhere else? I think that was in, dude. I wasn't it in um, New York or no? I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of uh, Chief Keef. I don't know about Offset. Yeah, no, Offset tour bus got shot at. I'm not sure where that was at, but that's around the time of Rolling Loud. And then, bro, and then the feds, NBA Youngboy went on stage to perform, and then the feds was waiting backstage, and we got done performing, they arrested him, bro. I heard about him getting arrested. Yeah. Bro, I didn't sorry. know details on it, though. The like, what did they arrest him using, on? Uh, I don't know. They probably, I don't know. I, don't, I think he had some, if it's he not had some a, drugs on him. Uh, it was, I don't know, but... The minimum thing is they probably bringing them in for questioning on like the shootout that happened, and now they're trying to say the shootout is tied to like a beef between NBA YoungBoy and like another rapper. I can't remember who the rapper said they they beefing with, but it's crazy. Rolling Loud has been crazy. It's been too crazy. This is what happens when an event goes too mainstream because this is what happened at South by Southwest not too long ago. They just gotta uh, they just gotta figure out how to tame it, and basically they probably going like. Rolling Loud is probably going to have to not secure just the area of the festival, but the area around the festival. Yeah. Because it's too wild. It is too wild. Well, do they not have, like, metal detectors and stuff? I don't know. Like, how are people getting in with They're just guns? checking the bags, right? Like, what they do at World's Fun, they just check your bags. Well, it sounds like if it's between millions. two rappers, was the other rapper a part of the con or part of the festival as well? Like, did he perform? Oh, because no, maybe they just went in with the artists and they didn't have to go through security. Like, I don't know. That's just my how I would think. Oh no! I don't know how they have it set up. Okay, so I'm surprised apparently I heard about a lot of this. You know? Yeah, that's okay, shootouts and everything. Okay, you know, I got the I got the thing pulled up right here. It says cops and local news sources now claim that earlier it was NBA YoungBoy and T Grizzlies camps that were beefing. T Grizzly, what? Hey, T Grizzly might really be about it, man. He's from Detroit. And he to always talk about them Dracos and stuff like he that. He was. He was. Yeah. He was in jail and was battling a lot of cases for oh, yeah. a while. Yeah. T Grizzly really bout that. He was in it, but yeah, my, but that's what they claim is not true. That's just what the feds are trying to piece together. At the yeah, it's crazy. Rolling out, been crazy. All right, uh, all right, let's move on. So Drake, 
He bought his own personal plane. Saw it. Not a jet, a plane. Adam. Mm-hmm. He bought a plane. <laughs> the, see, this is I don't I don't think that's that surprising. Not a jet, a plane. It was like, uh, like twenty five million dollars. Well, oh, it was a jet. Plane. It was a jet. It was a plane. It's a plane, bro. No, it's a full was like seven thirty seven or whatever or seven whatever the. Cause like when, cause like when I, the reason why I'm saying plane, like one of those Boeing seven thirty seven, those big big planes. Yeah, cause, dude, yeah, cause it's why, got cause like reason, two bedrooms in it, like uh, seating and everything. It's got like a lounge in it. Cause I think I think he, on the side it said Air Drake or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me see. Yeah, he got the ah, OVO owl and all that. That's huge. No, cause the reason why I'm saying plane is because like rappers be like, oh yeah, we taking a private jet, and then it's just like small. This is like big. Like oh, yeah. he's I didn't getting, see it, like but... he's entering the thing near the near wow. the cockpit, which is why I'm saying a plane. Man, he got money though. Yeah, twenty million an album, dog. Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you expect? That's what I. He would probably buy. is probably more money than he knows what to do with buying a plane. Would you not? I mean, I ain't. I, I haven't gotten twenty million an album for my past three albums. <laughs> yeah. So do that's just the album. But dude, that's man. just albums. Yeah, everything else he does. That's yeah. not shows. That's not like endorsements and all that. Yeah, stuff. he just did and a big John Ward single with Migos. Dude, he has his own brand. He has his own alcohol. He's got what is it, Virginia Black? Yeah, right? he's invested in a hundred thieves who's about to rape everybody. Pockets uh, on the eighteenth. I'm pissed because I paid tuition and now I can't spend my oh, money. Oh, they have on like it. a merch drop coming. Yes, bro, and it's fire. And I spent money at the cashier's office i dropped the cash at the cashier's office man that's uh, rough man so i uh so yeah i'm broke uh so uh but yeah no a plane bro so thoughts about that because like Air when Drake. his contract was up with uh with with uh with young money or whatever like it was reported that like he just left young money and he just signed straight to universal no but did you see so i think forbes interviewed uh, Birdman and whoever runs the label with him. I can't remember his name. He's like Ghost. Uh, uh, Mac May? Birdman and Mac May? Mm-mm. No, different guy. But they basically are getting interviewed. They talk about like cash money for a bit and they ask him about Drake and he's like, oh, despite rumors, like Drake will always be in business with us or something. Yeah, no, even, so, you know, even like, even because like they're saying and this was recently, like within yeah. the past like six months, I think this interview. Yeah, came no, out. So, no. So what I think it is, is that even though he might not be signed to, to like young money, I'm going to find it. Like he might be signed to like young money. I think when he went to and signed early universal, I think like Birdman was able to call him up, be like, yo. Y'all can sign them, but just give me that fine. Just give me my percentage still. That's what God. I think. That's what I yeah. think might be. You know, like yeah, y'all can sign them, but I'm the one that brought them to Universal in the first place. Y'all better give me my percentage. So I don't know. That's what might be what happened. But yeah, no, nah, but uh, but yeah, no, nah, Drake, in one of his songs, bro, he said twenty mil an album. So yeah, it came yeah. out a month ago. Birdman and Slim. Slim. Yeah, on Forbes. Yeah, Crazy. he probably. Yeah, no, he probably was. Yeah, he probably like went to Universal and was like, yeah, just just let me keep the finest fee that I'm getting. Um, I don't know if you've know how much they've like grossed like as their entire time like as a label, but they threw the figure out there in the interview. It was really interesting. They said like little over two billion dollars. What do you think about that number? Do you think that sounds like yeah, accurate? Yeah, no, because yeah, because Drake, because uh, what's called, because when his album came out, right? Because his albums are selling for, I went on iTunes, are selling for twelve, thirteen, or fifteen dollars. So I'm like, so if he goes a twenty million dollar advance for the album, 
and it goes and it goes platinum the first week. So that's what that's well uh, what fifteen million dollars, and then he sells like a quarter of a million, like two hundred fifty thousand the second week. You know, already be cooped your advance back the second week. Dude, that'd be insane. Paying back a twenty mil advance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. So next. All right. Can't so get na- over it. So now we finna. So now we finna get into the into the juicy culture talk. Yes. That mm-hmm. Adam came mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, TDE. They said that Kendrick Lamar is probably sitting on about ninety seven thousand gigs of beats. Wow. So been heard. Red so Red Bull Music Academy, they did an interview with the in-house producers of TDE, uh Tay Beast and Soundwave, and the in-house engineer mixed by Ali. And basically, and what came up in the interview, Tay B said, <clears throat> if you make something and somebody in TDE hears it, it's a rap. Kendrick is like the beat hoarder too. He probably has 97,000 gigs of beats from everybody. If it gets to Kendrick's hands, it's probably never going to leave. Dang. I got I got more. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a, like each quote more. like yeah, no, each quote I'm just going to stop to see if there's like any initial reactions. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, Soundwave and Mixed by Ali, they said Kendrick often remembers to use beats later on when it fits better for what he's recording. You, uh, we gave him a beat for Good Kid, Mad City, and it ended up on Damn. Oh, I wonder. I want to know which one that was. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Mixed by Ali, the audio, the in-house audio engineer for the label. Uh, he said that Kendrick is able to recall beats from memory. He said he could hear something right now, and be like, you know, I got something for that. Or we'll talk about the meaning and message of the album. He said, oh, I got something for that. And he went back into his emails from 2010 and pulled up the beat and said, okay, I found it. What? He went through, like... He's a wizard. Dude, I want to know what, like, that search filter is like, man. Like, how did he find that? Like, <laughs> Me and Dylan, we were talking about the other 97,000 gigabytes of, like, beats. And, like, I don't know if you guys know, like, the file sizes. Well, they're like, probably sending beats? wave. Yeah, they're probably sending, like, instead of MP3, they're probably sending wave files. And, like, okay, in the that stems. makes more sense. So, yeah, like, I get, like, if they're sending, like, wave files and stems. Okay, y'all know what stems are, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, wave. For the people that don't know, stems are basically, like, when they send the beat. But they send like each thing that goes into it, so that when they mix and master it, they can adjust each each instrument or yep. uh, thing or whatever. So they're probably sending waves and stems, and you know that case, I'll believe it. But uh, but yeah, no. Nah, but him able to be like, you know what? Be like, just be like, ah. Oh, but I want to make a sound about this. Be like, hold on, wait. I think I got a beat for that. Because <laughs> like, I mean, that's awesome though, and it just I think it adds to his artistry and creativity. And uh, you know, if if. They're mad about beats over at TDE. Like they'll they'll sort it out. The guys over there will figure out if Kendrick takes too many beats. You know. Yeah. No, and plus, <laughs> um, no, and plus, like, and plus, another reason why I, why do I believe it's ninety seven thousand gigs? Not necessarily, but I think it's like a lot because, like, if you think about it, when you're the top rapper in the game, every producer is trying to work with you, big, small, independent, and the unknown. So everybody is probably sending him beats. Yeah, that makes sense. That and. If he were, I don't feel like he would take someone's beat and just sit on it. That seems morally wrong, like in music. Like you just take someone's beat, you never pay for it or anything, you just sit on it. I don't know. I bet like I bet the producers are receiving compensation. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Or they I, like, or they'd be like, you know, are you gonna use this beat? Because I think, because uh, like you know how much music Meek sit on. Yeah. Because like a snippet came it's out. Every artist though, dude. Yeah. Every artist has a lot of music they have to sit on top yeah, of because they, samples don't clear and stuff just doesn't work out. Yeah, or something comes up because like there, because like on the Carter Five album, like one of the Meek Mill fan pages was like, oh, that beat was originally for Meek, and then they pull like a snippet from like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm like, I can't get mad at the producer. Come like, yo, if you waiting for them to drop the song and you waiting on that dang check, you be like, you know what? I'll just send it to somebody else. But uh, okay, but yeah, okay, let's finish this off. Okay, <clears throat> so Soundwave, he said one of the main reasons for this is because of album and sequence. Okay, he said, uh, he said, uh, TDE's commitment for album sequencing and his lack of hesitation to scrap a song if it doesn't fit with the project. Today, it's more of a playlist world, but we at TDE grew up on classic albums, which tells a story or has a certain sequence that flow. If that song does not fit that sequence, he doesn't care how great it is. He doesn't care if it's the greatest person of all time on that song. If it don't fit, it doesn't fit. Sounds like artistry. That's wild. That definitely takes a lot of discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and it says... Got a good ego. All right, and it said, and he's, uh, and then the last quote, he said, "There are literally two albums for each album we put out. While some unreleased songs get reworked to fit elsewhere, most of the unused track end up stuck on a hard drive that we'll probably never hear." Sad. <laughs> it is sad. But man, because you know, not real artistry right there. Because like I'm saying, like you got a verse from. Like you got an Andre three thousand verse on the song that never sees the light of day, and then you like, oh, it's like this on the album, but it's not fitting with the story that I'm trying to tell. And kids are like, you know what, just just take it out. And it's crazy too because he's not someone who's super active with social media, so we would never even know about it either. Like yeah. we, there is no trace of it whatsoever. Yeah, come like yeah, because these other artists you'd be like, yo, what happened to that snippet that you posted? But yeah. kids don't post snippets, so we don't even we don't even know that these things exist. Yeah, so we're not missing. We don't. That's kind of better. We don't know what we're missing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet it. I mean, someone who's like in a goat conversation, I can't imagine the stuff that he has just locked away in the vault. See, man, Andrew, see, I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, yo, I get need the fire a, that another section eighty. Have you all heard section eighty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, I need another one of those. Kendrick. He needs to come out with I'm sure he's got a whole other mixtapes of those somewhere. <laughs> that was like my favorite. But yeah, so so TDE's commit so TDE's commitment to telling the story and having this uh the track list flow perfectly. Do y'all respect that? Even of though course. we're probably missing yeah. out on some amazing music. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fine. Because it's going to come out. Here, here's what's going to happen. We're going to be like 50, 60 years old. <laughs> and maybe it won't be a, a CD or like physical copies anymore. But we'll get a streaming release of like straight to our brain. B-sides. You know? Yeah. That'll be all the old. You know how they do it? Like Jimi Hendrix and yeah. old artists. You get all the, the studio. The unreleased, the unreleased John Coltrane yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Like we'll get it, but we'll be just, you know, super old. I'll still listen to it. I'll, yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll still be ready. if we're 60 and then like a whole Kendrick like greatest hits with bonuses be like, thing oh, comes be like, out. Hold on. You be like, hold on. What is like, this? Like remastered with whatever the my heck music's going to sound like. Yo, I think we're going to have flying years. cars by like the time we're 60. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm playing that. No, Six no, no we, we do not. Society does not need flying cars, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to buy one. So that's the no, plan. No, we do not need <laughs> flying cars. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you why. Because I've rolled with too many people who gas tag is on E 
and the <laughs> and the and the need gas light comes on, and they say, "I'm good. I know my car be. We don't. Bro, their cars That's gonna me, drop. Th- their cars gonna drop from the air. Bro, you gonna be the first one I take on a ride. Oh, my bad. Uh, oh, no, I was oh. going to say, Dylan's going to be the first one I take on a ride in the For real, bro, they gonna, we going to be in the flying car. Be like, are we good? I know my car. Next thing you know, and we falling. Hey, I just want to say for the record, with my car right now, I say that every single time, and I've yet to run out of gas. So, I'm all for the flying cars. I know how to control myself. Yeah, for real, bro. We have self-control. A lot of people don't. knock on some wood real quick, Yeah, there's nothing in sight, man. Bro, I have enough self-control for nice things. A lot of people don't. But I feel like I will by the time I'm sixty. <laughs> but uh, it was because no, did I did I bring up like Chris Brown's new album having thirty tracks like last week or the week before last? Yeah, that's way too much, man. I I think thirty tracks is insane unless if it's one of those deals where they're all two minutes and thirty seconds. I'm just saying, no. like with the Logic album? album, huh? I said like with the Logic album, uh, another thing that's got me pissed. But is it a is it a double album? Yeah, it's gonna be like a double or triple album. Triple. Ooh. Because uh, was good, man. Ten, okay, wait, hold on. How many? Per, yeah. His last, uh, his yeah, last yeah. album that came out in it was big. That's like an anthology. Oh. That's like the the essential. Like that's not like an album. That's, that's like, like a Chris Brown greatest hits comp. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do for those. Not a regular. Okay, album. so there were uh, thirty tracks. Good lord. Okay, so Heartbreak on a Full Moon had forty five tracks, and Whoa. then what? Good lord. And then the deluxe, <laughs> and then the deluxe edition had fifty seven. No. Okay. Do we want to put these albums in the conversation of flops? Because, like, I have never heard. I bet off that 45-track album, I can name five songs tops. Did that album flop? Let me look up sales real quick. Yeah, let's look up some sales on that. That's interesting. Or, dude, maybe the single just got so many, like, those five songs got so many streams, it's what propelled the album up there, you know? Uh, Okay, let's see. He sold... Heartbreak on a full moon earned. Yo, I need to head to financial aid, like, real quick. All right. I'll try I'm to ready. get back. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Wait, I'm, I got to do math real quick. Um, in my Deuces, head. yo. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's see. It sold 93000 in three days. See, bro, take it easy. Uh, not, uh, that's not, like, terrible, but, I mean, when I think Chris Brown, I think, like, pop star level because like hold on how much that's how, interesting because like, let's see because he sold because it says twenty five thousand, but but like a 45 track album is like hold on, how much is how much like if you want to buy this like how how much do you have to because yeah no because i'm pretty sure everybody is streaming it because yeah 20 okay wait 20 bucks Okay, twenty bucks for the whole thing, but still, like the average album is like ten to fifteen. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you are. That is cheap. You're paying for forty-five songs, but who wants to pay twenty dollars for an album in the first place? Yeah. Oh man. So, uh, but yeah, all I'm gonna say is, Meek, go go ahead, do this, cause you got, cause you claim like, cause he claims he recorded two hundred songs when he got released from, uh, from prison. Cause he said, yeah, he said with championships, he made two hundred songs and he picked the seventeen best songs. You claim you sent on all this music, but uh, no, no, no. Wait, no, that music's not finished. <laughs> that music is not finished. Now, with um, when Gucci Mane got released from jail, do you remember how many songs he said he wrote while he was in jail? Because he definitely gave the number. Did he mention it, like, in his book at all? Okay, now it says he made. Okay, now it says 
he said he made at least one song every day for 37 days when he first when he first got out of prison. Wow. At least one song every day. Dude, that's wild. I don't know how people have that much creativity. I feel like you would just be so drained. Burned like, out yet. But I guess you got nothing to do but sit there and think. Yeah, brainstorm ideas while you're yeah because he wrote all them songs because he wrote the he wrote his memoir in prison uh, but i mean just the recording process in general because i mean it's more than uh, oh oh you talking about like, the recording process in the studio yeah because mm-hmm. like man we uh it's, kinda, it's like all right next one all yeah. right next one all right next one or maybe it is just that easy for him who knows i don't know his whole process yeah. so no nah, but like all these rappers out here man no them, them not finished i remember uh on instagram live when save me came out because he kept playing the song over and over and over. He bumping it in the whip and stuff like that. And then Meek was like, oh, he was like, hey, y'all want it? He was like, hey, well, we'll finish up the song tonight and then put it out tomorrow then. I'm like, you've been playing the song for like two weeks. What you mean finish it up? Because like that snippet, he only recorded like the hook in the first verse. And that's all he's been playing. So I don't think these like snippets are, yeah, you said on 200 songs, but how many of those are actually finished? I don't know. But... All these artists that sit on all this music, bro, like just put just put out a throwaway album with all the snippets and stuff that we want, please. All right, uh, so all right, next, and then we're gonna get into like the the big juicy stuff. Good stuff. So logic. Oh no, wait, no, wait, no. Oh, I skipped the whole Kendrick Lamar publishing deal. So Kendrick Lamar signed a, a long term publishing deal with BMI Publishing. Are there any details on it, or is it just like a headline? Uh, it's just a headline. So, uh, but we do know Kendrick Lamar was previously with Warner Brothers Publishing, and uh, but it was rumored that this deal with BMI he got somewhere between twenty to forty million. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, well that and, sounds good to me. <laughs> and like yeah, so uh, what's called and yeah, so BMI is gonna have publishing over his catalog, and so I think Kendrick Lamar still owns his publishing. Because uh, what's called? Because one, the catalog. Because if he signed over his publishing to Warner, he's not gonna be able to move that to BMI when he leaves. You know what I'm saying? So I think he did like. Uh, so I think it's like it's a Sir Mix a Lot situation. Because like Sir Mix a Lot, we was talking about his publishing. He said that people that would use uh, what's called when he uh, people that would use it. He said when he call him up and ask for his money, people didn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and then he partnered up with Sony. You're like, and now when Sony call you and ask for your money, now you want to pay up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think it's one of those situations to where, because, like, yeah, they got his catalog and then the music that he's about to make. So, I think it's one of them deals where it's like, Kendrick is like, I own my publishing. Y'all can get a percentage. All y'all got to do is just handle the paperwork for when I say yes, track down the people using it without my permission, and hit them with that cease and desist and slash or lawsuit. And yeah, so I think that's what I think that that's what I think the deal is. That's what I think, because Kendrick is too smart to sign over the rights to his publishing. Yeah, I don't think he would do that. I can't see him doing that. Yeah, no. I can't see him doing something. He's like too that. smart. He wouldn't well, do anything like, ridiculous. And plus, he's been so popular for so long. He knows like the value of his music. It's not like he's just coming in and figuring out everything. Yeah, so I, I that's what I think the publishing deal is. Y'all can get a percentage. Like, I still own it. Y'all can get a percentage. All y'all got to do is just handle the paperwork and, mm-hmm. like, the legal side of it. That's what I think. All right. So now, are y'all ready to hop in the juicy stuff? Yes. Okay. Why is that even a question? All right. So we're going to go back over the logic and sampling stuff because huh, I need – y'all know I always need some clout, and I'm ready to stir up some controversy. 
So uh, I was listening to a podcast that's hosted by the Pump It Up guy. Hmm. <laughs> and I need some clout, bro. Okay. Uh, if he can call me out and then get some viewers my way, I'll appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so, you know, he was in the industry, so, you know, he has some more insight than we do. He brought up a good point that I forgot about. So, uh, it was because, because like I said, because uh, like I said earlier, because like with film, if you want to license a song to put in a movie, you need both the masters and the publishing to sign off on. Same thing with sampling. And basically, he said that you might not be talking to the artist that you're sampling. You might be talking to one of the companies. And I was like, that does that does make sense. Because he said you might be talking to the artist, but because they don't own their publishing and their publishing may be owned by a publishing company, the publishing yeah. company could say no. Like, so you might, or you might have the blessing from the artist who owns their own publishing. But then once you go to the label to clear the master use part of it, then the, the label is saying, no, it's like one of, one of those things. Which I don't understand why a label some not like anyone other than the artist would say no. It's more money and more exposure for your music. The artist might say, "Oh, I don't," I you know, for their own artistic reasons, might say no. But a label, like, what's their benefit to saying no? Mm. I don't know. It's Dang, not hip hop. You have to be speechless. <laughs> You're like, no, because this is a, this is a pop song. You're sampling it for hip hop. I mean, but like, do you think that's what it is, or do you think they're just unsatisfied with the amount of money they're being offered, or? I don't know. That's a really good question. But that just shows you like how often artists sign away like their creative control or like their complete uh well right uh, rights publishing Master. rights yeah or masters and publishing rights and things of that sort. I think a lot of labels and things underestimate the power of samples. Like how many people out there, if they hear a sample, will go find it. And you're like and love to sample. I mean, they have a whole website, whosampled.com. Like, people love finding samples and and the sampling themselves. Like, I don't understand. I feel like it has to be something else, though, dude. Because, I mean, they know samples have been going on, so they obviously know they post some sort of uh, important characteristic to the music. There has to just be something we're not seeing. Like, I mean, we're not sitting behind the desks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we don't know about. Or may- I mean, who knows? Like, Maybe oh. just. Maybe there's like label beef yeah, label at the top beef. level that we just don't know about. <laughs> oh yeah, you know? beef, like bro, little like, things like that. Bro, like something like Sony and Universal guys like got some beef. Bro, no, oh, bro, no, like bro, like Warner Brother was literally about to beef with every other label over Lil Pump, bro. Oh yeah, I believe it. No, cause like when uh, cause like Gucci Gang popped off, cause you know that whole situation where he got out of his contract because he yeah. was a minor and a, a parent slash legal guardian didn't sign off on the contract, so he got off on it and he got the rights you, to his music. How does that happen? How do you screw up like that? I don't know, man. <laughs> no, nah, but like, and then they was like, "Yo, it was like Lil Pump and the rights to Gucci Gang are on the table." Right, and then bro, Warner Brothers literally was like, "Yo, if you try to sign Lil Pump, bro, we will ruin your life." <laughs> like literally to all the other labels, yo. Like if you try to sign Lil Pump, it was like they pulled a big boy move, boy. But uh, what's called yeah. So I don't know. It might be some label beef, or but you know, and plus another thing, cause like, uh, cause like, uh, Wayno and them said on Everyday Struggle, it was like, "Yo, what happened? You're preaching peace, love, and positivity, and then somebody sample your track and they talking about some devil, demonic stuff." You're going to be like, nah, son, nah. But yeah, it's like different things like that. So maybe the, that would just be like, let's have some more conversations 
instead of just back and forth. No, you know, that's a good that's a good point. But then that's also the artist's intent too, wouldn't it be? If the artist made a piece love and happiness, and then someone's sampling it with some demonic stuff, then that the label shouldn't really care. I guess maybe someone might, but that I feel like that's still an artist they would not want. Yeah, that that's their issue. Let's see what else did Wayno, and then like Wayno said like um, when he was with Rock Nation, he uh was called like he tried to they reached out to somebody to because they had sampled it and they initially had said no. And then uh, what's called? And then like the producer, and then the dude that produced it, ended up being like the son to like some other big artist. And then their dad called, well, what you call? He was like, yeah. He was like, well, the producer of that record is my son. Can you can, like can you clear? It? And she was like, all right, I'll clear it for you then. Mm-hmm. Like it's all relationship based. It's, it's crazy. And then before we move on, like another quick example of just like the process of getting it done. Okay, so I'm gonna use Coolio's. Gangsta's Paradise as an example. So let me know if this is a tedious process or not. Okay, so I sample Gangsta's Paradise. I got to go to Tommy Boy Records to, you know, to clear the master use part of it. Like, okay, now I need the publishing side of it. Like, okay, I, I don't know how hard it is to track down Coolio. I'm assuming it's not hard because uh, Sonic just leased it. Or not leased it, uh, licensed it for their trailer. But I tracked down Coolio. Like, yo, I'm sampling Gangsta's Paradise. I need the publishing side of this done. And then Coolio hit me with that. Oh, it was like, hey, I didn't write the song. I don't own the publishing for this song. So now I got to track down Stevie Wonder. Because Stevie, <laughs> Wo- yeah, Stevie Wonder wrote Gangsta's Paradise, by the way. Wait, what? Yeah. You mean, what? They sampled Stevie Wonder for it, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. He has a writer's credit on it. And he owns the, I think. Yeah, I think he has a writer's credit because they used. I think the chorus is a Stevie Wonder sample, not the lyrics, but like maybe like there's some kind of paradise song that Stevie. I'm I'm pretty sure, but you should check me on that. Uh, well, I'll check. Well, on on like one of the articles, it was like ghostwriters for your favorite songs, and then Stevie Wonder popped up. So I don't know. Dang. I don't know, but no. Okay, now even if they sampled him, bro, he still because you know, like staying eighty five percent of the publishing. Yeah. Uh, what's called? So yeah, even if they sample Stevie Wonder. He was like, well, Coolio goes, well, even well, even if he did write the song, well, I wrote the song, but we sampled uh, Stevie Wonder, and he owns the publishing for this particular song. Now, I got to track down Stevie Wonder. And then I finally tracked down Stevie Wonder. I don't know if Stevie Wonder owns his publishing or not, but for just the sake of this argument, I'm going to say no. I'm not sure if Stevie Wonder owns his publishing or not. I'm just saying no for the sake of this. Okay. I, we finally tracked down Stevie Wonder. He says, no, I don't own my publishing I, uh, now I gotta go contact this company. It it's definitely sounds like a tedious process, man. And then to go through all that and they tell you, nope. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so <laughs> defeating. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like these people have schedules and stuff too. I bet the companies are pretty easy to reach. Yeah, like the companies, yeah. if you're signed and everything, I'm yeah, sure you'll have uh, those connections like, through your label. But like trying to find like and get in contact with individual people, you probably have to you have to figure out who they're signed to. You have to figure out like their agency and you have to contact them and maybe you'll be like on some kind of waiting list or say they're on tour and they don't want to deal with anything back home and you have to wait for them to get back from tour. Like think yeah. of stuff like that. Like it takes months for samples to get cleared. No, for it took a whole year for A Boogie to clear that Michael Jackson sample, dog. Cuz like rough. well well no well no uh well now, well, the estate was pretty. No, the estate was pretty generous with clearing the sample. The it just took a year of 
negotiation because like the because the estate of Michael Jackson, they was like, yeah, we had no problem, but you know, we trying to uphold his legacy. So don't be trying to do this in the music video. Don't be trying to dance like Michael in the music video. Don't be trying to copy this in the music. It was more like a. Mm-hmm. More like of you can use it, but as long as he respect them type thing, yeah. like a year of negotiation. So, but <clears throat> all right. So since uh, so now let me let, okay now let's talk about the the J Cole and Six Ma. I think it pronounced Six Ma thing, and then we gonna hop into the label stuff. So I I think it's pronounced Six Ma Six Mile Six Ma S I X M A U Six Ma. No idea. Bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he is a 22-year-old artist, and he designed the KOD album cover. All right. <clears throat> so he took to Twitter to call out J. Cole Uh-oh. and Dreamville. So he tweeted out, <clears throat> and uh, and these tweets are real, by the way, because whenever I see tweets, I automatically assume it's Photoshopped. First thing I do is I go to their Twitter page, see if the tweets are real, and then if and if I don't see them or if they get deleted or whatever, then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt because I didn't see it on Twitter with my own two eyes. But I saw these tweets on Twitter with my own two eyes. Wow. So if they're not on there, and he deleted them. Then I know for I know for a fact this is real. Okay. <clears throat> so he tweeted, "What an interesting chapter of my life coming to an end. I made a lot of money, hung out with some millionaires, traveled a lot, copped my own art studio, went to jail." Almost died five times, got finessed by Dreamville, met some rappers, made some art, and fell out of love. And then somebody that sounds like a rough year. And then some and then a fan replied, finessed how? And he said, I did all the creative direction for the KOD album, for the album cover. And he told me my work was only going to be used for booklet art only to turn around and make merchandise illegally with my art behind my back and profit majorly off of it while on tour. F them. And then he said, all y'all really think I care about is clout or money. Anytime I say F Dreamville, there's always some fanboy in my DMs or Mitch saying, you just mad you got played or you just doing this for clout. LMAO. I ain't mad about no money at all. That can always be made. I don't give a F about clout. Then he said, I care about my art and my craft and what Dreamville did to p- and what Dreamville did put that at jeopardy. So it's always going to be F them in my book. I don't listen to nobody associated with them and I'll never work with them again. If I see any of them, I'm asking for my money, period. <clears throat> then a fan replied, Damn, because I for sure finessed the KOD hoodie and shirt from when I worked Jambalaya last year. I figured you got a cut. And he replied, good. Still all Dreamville merch, bootleg, all Dreamville music. They not for the people and they not helping no creatives. My apartment looked better than the Dreamville graphic designer spot. And I'm a bum and I'm a bum a Detroit. Uh, I can't say that word on air. J. Cole don't feed his camp. And then somebody replied, does J. Cole know about this or were people managing it for him? Thank you. We're getting some good questions here. Mm-hmm. I like this. And he replied, I was in direct contact working strictly with Cole. 
His manager is his best friend, Abraham, who was often in the room with him. One thing about Dreamville, there is no, uh, with air quotes, people. Dreamville is literally J. Cole's daycare where he runs everything and the dreamers are like helpless toddlers. And somebody replied, this is so sad. You think Cole would be different? And he replied in all caps. This is exactly how he is able to exploit people. His message of positivity makes them feel comfortable while he finesses the money behind their back. Dang, man. That's intense. Uh, that's the end of the tweet. That's the end of the tweet. Uh, that's the end of the, of the tweets and threads. There's a lot there. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. That caught me <clears throat> off guard. That's the first, like, any... Obviously, people talk like give J. Cole a lot of flack, like on Twitter. Like, I don't know if you've seen Twitter when it talks about J. Cole, but it's not good. But I mean, like, this is the first, like, actual uh, scan thanks, scandal type thing that at least I've seen. Have there been other issues like this? The- no, nah, nah, this is the only one that I know about. That's kind of scary. And I mean, if there's receipt, we'll see, man. We'll have to take a peek at the receipts. Yeah. I think the fact that this is, like, the first one we're really hearing about, it's like, ah, man, I don't know. I just wonder if this artist maybe signed something and didn't know what he was signing. That's that's what I think. Because, yo, if I made your album art and then you put that on merch without my position, and we all know Dreamville merch sells. Yeah. But, man, forget Twitter, bro. I'm hitting you with that cease and desist. I will see you in court. Yeah, can I feel like if he was really not compensated and there was really nothing to benefit his end and he got screwed, why is he not taking it to court? For real. If there's really that much money at stake, even if you aren't about the money, don't you want to go out and pursue what is rightfully owned or rightfully owed? owed Also, he's like, I don't care about the money, but if I see them, I'm I'm asking asking for my money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I'm tweeting about this too. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, okay, now, so what I think, because okay I was like, man, money, man, I was like, because if that was me, man, I'm handing with the season assist. So basically, not, but what I think was because, you know, in that contract that I showed you, uh, the record uh, for the recording artist, because it says there that the, uh, what's called it, that any album artwork that gets done for your discography is, uh, what's called it, is owned by the label. So what I think what happened was, uh, was because it was he came to him for the album art and then he contracted and then I think he hired him as an independent contractor and the album artwork was considered a work made for hire and Dreamville owns the copyright to that album artwork. That's what I think what happened because that's because that's what because that's how the because that's how the labels own the rights to uh, to all these artists masters because it's a work made for hire. And then, so if they own the album artwork too, then I'm pretty sure that they got in the artist contract. It's a work made for hire. So even though, because unless it's in the contract that this is exclusively for album artwork, then uh, what's cause it? If it's because because uh, like because like yeah, because if he signed a contract or whatever, the contract can be for album artwork, but I don't think if it says exclusively. For album artwork, I don't think he has an argument. Gotcha. And plus, if it's a work made for hire, and yeah, plus if it's a work made for hire, then he doesn't own the rights to that image no more. Dreamville owns the rights to that image, and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, because yeah, I get it. But what do you think about the statement talking about how uh, like he doesn't look after his label mates? Mm. What do you think about that? 
Because that's a whole other side to the yeah, tweet that we're not talking about. Thing. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Because that, because he like, Jake, hold on, feed his camp. So I'm kind of like, yeah. Because I'm like, so, because we're not hearing anybody in Dreamville complain about this. So is this like J- that Jake Cole is really doing this and he's keeping us distracted, like he said with the positivity talk, or the artists that signed to his label, they're all in like the honeymoon phase of their deal. I don't know if they'd be in the honeymoon phase because he's had some people for a while. Yeah. Boz has been there for a minute, right? Yeah. Like three, three, four years. Because he was on Bo- the Born Center album and he's still, maybe... I don't, yeah, well, but I don't know if he's been signed to Dreamville that whole that's time, true. though. I think he, well, I don't, it's been too long, man. I can't remember for sure. But it's been multiple years, and I feel like we, you're right. We would definitely hear, like, something else. So it's a weird tweet, but, I mean. And also, he's, co- like, it's over a year since KOD. Yeah. Okay, look, okay, so I'm looking at, like, Jack, because J.I.D. seems to be, like, the guy that uh, is the guy at Dreamville everybody has eyes on. So okay, now cause I just see a press release that says Jay like his debut single for the label in mm-hmm. December. So what December of what? Hold on, let me go to. Well, yeah, the album's been out for over a year, and plus they were making merch out the gate. So why did he not bring it up a year okay, ago? Okay, so two. Okay, yeah, so two years ago. So JID has been signed for about two years. So yeah, he JID would be out that honeymoon phase or j cole is like you know i think it's time for us to release your debut album and then that's well, keeping he dropped multiple albums too i think or i don't know if he declares them albums or mixtapes multiple projects under the label so because mm, so, i don't know because it's like i don't know because this could be one of them situations where we're calling him crazy now but then down the road if this is true and then we're like hey maybe he wasn't crazy <laughs> yeah but I don't know, but I think it's But why just... not bring it up a year ago when they when the image was everywhere in the first place? Like, they were making merch early on when the album first came out. Yeah. And they were selling it at his shows and everything, too. Like, this has been happening for a year, and, like, he hasn't said anything. Like, why does he say something now is what I'm trying to say. Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Probably because he... I don't know. Because, like, from the way that first tweet sounded, it looked like he went through a lot and I don't think he was ready to like talk about anything yet, because you almost down like five oh, times. Oh yeah, dude, that makes sense. Plus, he said he was in jail. Maybe yeah. just got out. Yeah, I don't know, cause yeah, he said uh, he made a lot of money. He taught, he traveled a lot. Da da da. Copies on our studio, but then he said went to jail, almost died five times. And I'm like, I don't. That's that's rough. Rough. It's a rough year, but also. If you were really getting scammed out of your merch, I feel like you'd stop what you were doing. Stop the whole... You, that would be your main focus if you're like, yeah, I'm an artist and I'm that. losing my hit stuff. Him with that or maybe he, maybe he thought it would flop and it wouldn't make nearly as much money and he was okay with losing $1 million compared to $3 million. A J. Cole album, you think? I don't know, man. People have weird mindsets. I don't know what he was thinking. Mm. I mean, obviously, he was thinking something like that, like, oh, I don't care that much about the money, or eh, maybe it won't make that much. Be like, oh, that's only the album cover. Yeah. But I mean, if... I don't get it. I don't know, but... I don't know, but I think he just... uh, was because that he just got finessed. He probably just I highly doubt that he... They just stole the art. I bet he signed something. Yeah, no, I'm didn't read it all. Yeah, no, because... Yeah, no, because, like... You know, because, like, these labels are not going to... Because J. Cole got a college degree. He ain't finna do nothing without a contract. So I think in the contract, it was either a work made for hire or 
if it's not a work made for hire and he still owns the right to the so let's say like even okay let's say that it wasn't a work made for hire and he licensed it to dreamville it's probably a dream uh, it was like uh, an exclusive license to exclusive license to use this for album artwork and any other medium probably something like that so but you know it's got to be something he signed the contract that he's not taking this to court so if you got anything else we want to add on to this before we move on i don't know it's really it's just shady and complicated and i think we'll find out more when we're 60 years old we'll know yeah we, yeah <laughs> yeah when we 60 he was everything like, will come to light he was like no nah, because what because how long because yeah because like the whole thing with like birdman not paying anybody because how long was cash money been around when was cash oh, money records dude. founded yeah because yeah cat birdman been birdman been running cash money since 1991 Damn, dude. So, like, about 30. Well, I mean, not 30. It's 2019. Like, yeah, because the years. Carter 5 was supposed to come out with, like, six years? Almost 30 years. Yeah, getting close. Well, I mean, more artists are. More artists are coming out and talking about it. Like, I didn't know the artists off the top of my head, but, like, Cash Money has, like, a lot of smaller artists signed to their label. Mm-hmm. And there are a few other people that apparently came out talking about how they've seen, like, no compensation for some projects. Yeah. Well, and, especially and they don't the know 90s. why it's not happening. Yeah. So. The 90s, early 2000s, that was a big problem. But I guess maybe we expected that problem to just go away, but it probably hasn't. That okay, is- so, yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, the Carter Five got announced... In 2012, and then the and then around 2013, 2014, that's when Lil Wayne was like, "I'm not putting out because Birdman hasn't paid me, paid me my royalties, and they haven't paid me my part for Nicki and Drake albums." So yeah, so what 1991 to like 2013, that's a long time until like that stuff that's been hidden came out that's of the 22 closet. Two years, man. So, I don't know. Maybe we might but, hear something about Dreamville 22 years down the line. That's true. But also, you said Lil Wayne was complaining about not being paid for Nicki and Drake albums, right? Yes. I mean, those weren't happening in the early 2000s. Like, those were pretty recent around the time of 2012 mm. and 2013. Yeah. Yeah, but what he's but saying that pro- is, but like, that Lil probably, Wayne's probably not the only artist. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, Tiger said he never, yeah, Tiger said he never got any royalties from, uh, from Rack City and his other songs that blew up. Like his biggest song, I don't get it. But why do people not say anything? That's what I'm curious about. Maybe it's an embarrassing like, thing. They don't want to admit they got finessed. That maybe that or like I don't know. Because like would I'm there, for like would there be a right. situation where there's a legal barrier where they can't speak on their deal? I don't know if if there's an if there's a NDA in there. Yeah, non-disclosure. Yeah, because I know it might be because like Trippy Red. Because he said cause like when he was talking to Six Nine, he said yeah, he like I have an NDA on the contract. I can't like I can't talk about the specifics but i can say i i get five percent of all the money that you make mm-hmm. so yeah pro- uh probably and then because i know like hobson when uh when he left funk volume because like he said uh what's because it because uh what he's going on what he's saying uh ilman hobson eight because he said he said when did we ever ask about the gross when would he uh when did we ever ask about the net you was just hand us money from our shows because you knew we wasn't questioning the checks and like, cause you know, our only concern is is hoping we blow. So when the album come, so when the money come in from albums and tours, you sit there and suck and soak in the dough. When did you ever ask about the girls? When did we ever ask about the net? You would just had us money from our shows because you knew we wasn't questioning the checks. We trusted you with our life. You upped your percentage, so we making less. F you. you know, this is why Hop is coming for you, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. No, but 
Yeah, I guess, but if you see the numbers, like the official numbers coming out like on Billboard and other services that track that stuff, you would be able to tell if you're getting screwed. Oh yeah, true. right. True, be like, yeah, if your album sold five, like sold like five hundred. I guess 000. if you're, bl- I guess if you're just like new coming into it and you assume that like these people are trying to help you, I mean, I guess you're in a different mindset and you're kind of blowing past it. I don't know. It's weird. Crazy. I don't know. Well, Drake uh, is J. Cole being slick and evil behind the scenes. Find out 22 years from now. Dun, <laughs> dun, dun. Okay. <clears throat> so, the major label reports. Are y'all ready for this? Yeah. The three major labels Sony, Universal, and Warner Brothers. So, in 2000, so for the past business year, Sony. Uh, let's see. Mm-mm. Their recorded music earnings dropped four point five percent. Okay. So, all right. So Andrew mm. is the accounting guy here. Yes. And I am also a math guy here, not account specifically, but the math guy. So four point five percent may not seem a lot, but when you're dealing with billions of dollars, it's a lot of money. Yes, that is a lot of money. So they made three point. Uh, three three billion eight hundred fifty million, and that was and that was dropped four point five percent from last year. I can do it real quick. Uh oh, <clears throat> cause I was like, man, cause I was like, I was gonna sit down and do the math, but I'm like, nah, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm ready to go home. Cause I was in the uh, I was in the finance lab. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to go home. I did thirty three billion. Uh, um. Or no, God, I'm losing my mind. Three point three billion? No, three point uh three point eight five. Three point oh, damn it. Billion. <laughs> All right. Adam was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not on a math guy. The, I'm not a math guy. So four percent four point five. Yes. It dropped four point five percent to three point eight five billion. That's like two hundred million dollars. Damn. Hundred and seventy million. Damn. Okay. Uh, uh, streaming revenue, <gasps> streaming revenue was up fifteen point three percent. It went up to two point zero five billion. Uh, streaming makes up fifty three point three percent of money coming in from recorded music. Surprise, it's not bigger. Okay, physical sales went up thirty three point seven percent. I believe it. Adam, you're, you're the guy that buys everything physical, so I'm looking at you. <laughs> He, he, he's just giving it for the because y'all can't see anything. He's giving a head nod. Yeah, I mean that's good. All right, uh, Sony. Okay, uh, overall revenue for Sony Music went up one percent. So the overall revenue for the whole company went up one percent. Sony Publishing revenue, the power of publishing. Sony Publishing revenue increased by forty three point four percent. Dude, what? How much were they making before that? I don't. I don't know. What's man. the number there though? Uh, I, I gotta go back to the article, but I don't I don't feel like pulling it up. Okay, so Sony said that their biggest financial gain from the 2018 year was Travis Scott's Astro World. That was the album. Amen. That... Amen. <laughs> Amen. La Flame. <laughs> do it, no, do do it. You want to uh, play the uh, the the ad lib? Yeah. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh, wait. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, uh, so yeah, in 2018, the album that made them the most money was Travis Scott's Astro World. Uh, uh, okay, let's see. Followed by 
Calvin Harris, George, Ezra, Luke Combs, Camellia Cabela. I don't know who these people are. Okay, so they predict in 2019 their revenue will go up by 2.8%, and the people they list for noteworthy albums to achieve this goal is Khalid, Pink, uh, BTS, which is that K-pop group, Bruce Springsteen, Calvin Harris, Mark Ronson, Tyler, the creator, Vampire Weekend, Chris Brown, and DJ Khaled. Those are the major and noteworthy albums to help achieve this goal. That's predicted for this year. Yes. Makes so this Chris Brown album that's about to come out with 30 tracks. They Now what label is this again? Sony. Okay. And well, Sony, uh, Khalid's dropped already, I guess. Yeah. So did Vampire Weekend, too. Yeah, no, this was uh this was done like the first quarter yeah. of twenty nineteen. This was like the investors meeting though, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if any of those albums are gonna be able to top the numbers of Astro World though. Amen. No, <laughs> no. Uh, you're like oh individually individually but yeah. i mean i think they made a solid list they know yeah <laughs> i think they know who their powerhouses are and they made a list yeah so but you know this does does dj Khaled still is is dj Khaled still holding the weight from like his snapchat days because like they're like really stretching like dj Khaled. i have no idea man i don't have him on snapchat uh, they like, uh, like hey, like I said on Friday, man. Sony said they're gonna have to remind us what a hit is. There are too many songs with hit numbers that are not hits. I don't want to. Oh, I don't know. But uh, okay. But anything on that song before I move on to Warner? No, nah, go to Warner. Okay, so Warner. So their physical sales went up by three point six percent. I didn't, yeah, after Sony, I was like, I'm not doing this math no more. So there's no numbers. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, they provided like numbers, but I didn't feel like doing the math. Physical sales went up 3.6%. Digital revenue went up 17.6%. Digital revenue. Mm-hmm. Streaming was up 24.3%. Recorded music went up 1.1%. And recorded music makes up 52.1% of the company's revenue. Publishing revenue went up 15.4%. And are y'all ready for the notable releases for Warner Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Johnny Holiday, Halliday, Ed Sheeran, Michael Bubble. Bublé. <laughs> he said Bubble. B-U-B-L-E? Bublé. Bublé. Okay. Yeah. They, they didn't have the accent on there. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, that's funny. I don't know how to pronounce this, bro. Kabukuro, K O B U K U R O. I don't know who that is, man. Okay, and the greatest showman soundtrack again what? as major what How? contributors, <laughs> bro. It was the number three top selling album of 2018, bro. That movie came out in 2017, right? Carrying over to 2019, bro. That's what that's what they're predicting, dog. What? Wait, when did that movie come out? 20 uh, Dece- uh December. It came out like. Uh, like a few days before Christmas, okay, 2017. 2017. Yeah. Okay. okay, so it makes sense for 2018, but yeah. Yo, okay. Hey, bro, these movie soundtracks don't <laughs> play, my nigga. That's like La La Land still being on the charts or something. Good grief. All right. Um, but here's my thing. No Cardi B? Mmm. Like, she's put out she a couple her? albums the past year. I can see her taking like a year break and just dropping singles. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, because I was like, no, Cardi B. I'm like, yo, that's that's the main focus over at Atlantic. Y'all saying Cardi B ain't finna bring in this money, but 
on a Warner's probably like Cardi B bringing in money, but she not bringing in that Ed Sheeran money. <laughs> yeah, that. And I mean, do because Ed Sheeran, bro. I think he's. Well, she wouldn't. She dropped an album. I bet. Yeah, she dropped the album, or I don't know. Because well, she's saying you, she's working on an album, but we don't know where she's at in it, though. Yeah, that, and do you think, like, people that are high up in labels know a lot about rap music? Or just, like, what they see from numbers? I think what Like, do you think they keep, like, an ear to the streets? Like, people super high up. They probably no. They probably got like an assistant to do that, bro. Yeah. Like they probably like they have to like Warner, bro. They probably call up Dallas, uh, Dallas Martin, uh, the the A and R for Atlantic. He's like the like a- he's like the A and R for like Meek, Roddy Rich, and like uh some more people. Like they probably call the A and R's up and be yeah. like, "Yo, what's what's going on?" Well, yeah, A and R's obviously. I just mean like obviously they use like A and R's to like reach out to artists and get that representation. But do yeah. you think I like the executives themselves? The executives themselves have personal knowledge, like of the culture, okay. like of how um, the music so, operate or how music's made, all that stuff. Man. Okay. You know what I mean? now, okay. Yeah. Now at Sony, I'm not sure. Cause I'm not sure who replaced LA Reed over at Sony because you know, LA Reed keeps his ear to the, kept his ear to the street. He know what's going on. Yeah. Leor Cohen, that man, was everywhere. That man was in the club signing artists, bro. Like oh, so, Leo Cohen. Yeah, Leo Cohen. He knows, but he's not. He's not with Maybe the major labels no more. Man. I don't know. But the executives that were there, that's not there anymore. They did, but the new ones, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, no, no Cardi B, man. So I don't know. So we're gonna move over to Universal, the biggest one mm. out of the three major labels. <clears throat> Overall revenue went up twenty percent, and you know, okay. And Universal, checks. Universal has the biggest market share, so the biggest number went up twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. Publishing. Okay. Oh wait. Uh. Okay. Wait. No, okay. I'm. Uh. Streaming went up twenty eight point one percent. Physical sales went up by twenty point eight percent. Dude. What? Interesting. But this is the thing with Universal, though. Digital sales went down 18.2%. Interesting. That's still 40% growth like compared to 18. Well, I, I don't know like the number numbers, so I don't know how much Yeah, it's I can, I can pull it up. I got the link right here. I'm just yeah. too lazy. No, you're good. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're still making money. Keep going. Yeah, all right. Publishing went up 4.75%. And notable releases for 2019 is... The Billie Eilish album that's out. I swear, bro. My, uh, bro. Alex, Alex uh, Petty John, he said he recently found out about him. He loves his mu- uh, her music, bro. My niece loves her. Uh, I don't know how she got all this clout, uh, but anyway. Ariana Grande. Okay. A Star is Born soundtrack. Uh, Queen's catalog, you know, from the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Yeah. Everybody's checking out that catalog now. And uh, and that's it. So they only need those four. (laughs) So, but this is the but this is the thing though. I was like, no Drake, no Kendrick Lamar, like no like big Post Malone, like the big Universal people. But what I think is, I think they didn't name them because I don't think they're sure if an album is coming. Yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe they, the artists that are put on. That were going to be put on that list, some of them di- didn't want their uh, name to be put on it because they want to keep it a secret. Who knows? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, because like, because like with Drake, because um, uh, because Drake, uh, Drake is 
Drake said go- he was in album mode though. So yeah, he's gonna yeah. No, nah, uh, what's cousin? No, nah, I think he's in album mode, but I don't think he found uh, a culture that he hasn't vultured yet. <laughs> I think he's still searching for a culture to vulture. Gotcha. Uh, the vulture off of. So I think that's why they didn't put his name on there. I don't think they named Kendrick Lamar because we don't know when when's a Kendrick album. We don't know when a Kendrick album is coming. Because Kendrick, he's not just working on his stuff. He well, go- aren't his albums usually spaced three years apart? Yeah, three years apart. And Something plus... Wait, wait, it's been Butterfly and... Uh, but Damn were just two years. So we might get one. Was issue. it? Mm-hmm. But and Kendrick had something Was to Pimp a Butterfly 15 or 16? 15. And then Untitled Master... I thought Master, Damn came out early 2018. It's 2017. Oh. <clears throat> I sleep. Yeah. I 2018 sleep. was the Black Panther soundtrack. So oh, Kendrick's okay. kind of been putting in work. Yeah, and plus he's and plus he's helping TDE and other people because he's he's ghostwriting. I've heard. So even that. though he's not putting out music, he's still putting out music. That's where that publishing comes in. Yep. Because if you write that song, because if you write a because you ghostwrite a song, you're on that publishing. So oh no. big old bag of money. Yeah, no, because like he cause and imagine like, how much he's getting paid. <laughs> like imagine getting a all right. Uh, we're getting a verse from you from Kendrick Lamar. Like what? Like that'd be wild. And that's another thing too, like publishing, yo. Because I'm like, that's just like his catalog. I'm like, but when you ghostwrite somebody a uh, song for somebody else, you own the publishing on that song too. So it's just not Kendrick's songs that's getting covered in this publishing thing. Wow, oh, man. So, but I don't think they know. And so he might be working on an album, but the way TDE constructs their album so carefully, I think Universal is like he's working on one, but the way they are, we don't know for sure. If it's coming this year, even. Uh, so, but yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But this is the big one right here, dog. These 360 deals are at work. Yeah, mm. man. They're making some money. These 360 deals where they get a piece off of everything you do. Ooh. Universal. An increase of 72.7% from merchandise and touring shows. What? That's that 360 deal at work. Bro, I, I got to pull up the article, man. What's the numbers for the for the touring stuff? Yeah, I, I've got to see that. Oh, okay. Universal. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can find an actual press release. Bro, okay. Um, let's see. Let me see. I'm like pushing, like I'm trying to find like the actual thing because they just put out Universal. They put out some numbers, but they didn't put out numbers for everything. Uh, let's see. No, uh, I'm giving up hope. No, I'm just gonna give up because I don't see the number. They didn't put a number out right there, and I don't feel like tracking down the original uh, press release for the investors meeting. But yeah, now 72.7 percent, man. The 360 deals don't work because you know these artists. They're getting booked for these shows, dog. Well, plus more artists make most of their money from shows, too. Mm-hmm. So there's money there. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, fam. Ooh. That 360 deal at work, man. Leor Cohen. Y'all better thank that, man, because he's the mm-hmm. one that uh, introduced the 360 deal at Def Jam. Boom. See, that's rough. All right. So it's about to be 2 o'clock. So are y'all... Uh, it's one fifty. So let's hop into... The class action lawsuits against Universal Music Group and mm. Sony Records, man. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up this stuff real quick. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. 
So the reason why this is important because this has to deal with the catalog of these labels. Let me try to find what I want to read from these things. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's see. Okay, so I need to read this one first. Okay. Uh, so two major labels have now come under fire in a New York courtroom. There are two separate class action lawsuits against Sony Music Entertainment and Universal Music Group. Uh, blah, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to skip all the names. Da, 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 da. According to both lawsuits, Sony and UMG have violated Section 203 of the Copyright Act, better known as the 35-year law. The termination law states that creators who assign their copyright to a company or person have the right to reclaim their rights after 35 years. Uh, in violation of that law enacted in 1976. Uh, da, da, da. So basically, uh, so basically these labels got served. Universal and Sony, they was basically like, y'all hear something? <laughs> And then, but Universal has put in three arguments to the court, to the court, because I guess the court date is coming up and they needed to submit something before uh, it goes into default or whatever. So 35 years. So these are the artists from the early 70s and that era coming back through. So basically after 35 years, you know, it's like, okay, well, uh, 35 years, give us our masters. It's been 35 years, give us our masters, and then we'll be on about our business. But, you know, we all know the power of a catalog. We all, you know, like, we all know the power of a catalog. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so, all right. <clears throat> so, basically, Universal, they put in three arguments. They haven't picked which one they're going to roll with in court. Oh, it's okay. But the three they put in were okay uh let's see all right okay umg has now submitted a motion to dismiss uh they bring forth a series of contentions that the judge will explore all three uh what's causing so the important thing about this is because this has never been settled in a court so there is no precedent so whoever wins this case is setting history forward on the rights to the catalogs and stuff like that. Okay, it says, uh, okay, they said, for instance, uh, what's cause it? Some recording artists, including names, they do business through a corporation and they did it for a tax advantage. But uh, Universal argues that the plaintiffs can't terminate copyright grants because they did not grant them the copyright the company did. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> the other argument, it may be 35 years, but is this like, but are we counting 35 years from the time the original contract was signed or 35 years from when the work was published and put out? And then... The last argument was these sounds recording were registered with copyright law with the work made for higher notions under copyright law that they are an employee of the label and that a work made for hire means that the employer is deemed the author of the work and not the grantor of the copyright. Mm. So those are the three arguments that Universal has put in. They have not selected which specific argument they're going to roll with in court, but 
those are the three that they submitted to the judge. So the judge can look at one of these three and be like, you know what, you right, case dismissed, or I don't see it, let's take this John to court. So, what do y'all think about this lawsuit, man? Because this is... It's big. This is big. And it's, like, it's massive. Hmm? It's, uh, it's going to set a precedent. Oh, for sure. That That's going to be really wild. Like, imagine if they could only... Like, all of these artists would come back and be like, let me get that. <laughs> no, for real. Be like, hey, it's been 35 years, man. I want my masters. Yeah. They just Give show me up. me my masters. And is that... Would it be, like, something that the artist would have to like fight for in court or would they just like get it right off? Or, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, man. Is this like saying that like after 35 years, no matter what the circumstance of your contract, like you're getting your masters? Is that what it's saying? I think, I think I'm, that's what it is. Okay. I think that's what it is because it was like, we granted, when we signed the contract, we granted you the copyright for these songs and now we, we want it back. Okay. Okay. So that's still even even if it does depend on people's contracts, a lot of people's music are about to be back in their hand or people's uh masters are about to be back in their own hands, which is exciting, but I mean could also be bad. I mean, there are good and bad sides to it. Like what if it's better to be off in the label's hands because the label's more likely to clear a sample than the artist. Yeah. And the artist wants a bigger percentage. Or vice versa. It goes both ways all the time. Like or the like or the like the label has like the label has the like ability to like they have the since they own so much catalog, they can bundle it into a thing. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like uh like what's what's a what's a what's a label that has a really like rich catalog from like back in the like okay, Motown. Like Motown, like Universal can, since they own so many things uh, from from Motown, they can go, all right, well, uh, 25th anniversary, we're going to put uh, 25th anniversary of Motown, Motown's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And they put that out, and then boom. It was like, and then it's bundled, it's fresh, like, new ears. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? Because if, like, because I feel like, the greatest hits of Motown with everybody from the label in that thing is going to bring more money to everybody than a 25 year anniversary of this artist and their greatest hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, and plus, uh, yeah, cost it like that's one advantage where the label could do it, but there's pros and cons to this, but the biggest, but this is going to change the game forever because it's the artist from the seventies now but in five years it's going to be the late 70s then another five years early 80s then late 80s and then eventually it'll get to us and then eventually it's going to get to us and people are still licensing old music today because like lovely day 100 percent, it's still significant 35 years especially like yeah especially the classic stuff like uh does hold on um hold on let me see does uh does okay Adam question does Isaac Hayes own his masters? Uh, I don't know. He is dead, so I wouldn't think so. Well, does his, his estate? Family, I'm not sure. And that would be something like with this 35 year stuff. What if artists have died? There, Since then ooh, I guess it would go. Oh, could their could their estate come forward and get the copyright back? Because you mentioned in Mar- uh, Motown, it made me think of Marvin Gaye. Yeah, and he's dead. So like, he's got so much music. Yeah, so much music. So can his estate come through and be like, it's been thirty five years? 
give us give us the thing back because the artist because the people in this class action lawsuit they're still alive like they're the actual like recording artist nobody's or as far as i know there's nobody's estate in this well another thing to keep in mind too is that there are those contracts that give like labels like creative control and keep in mind they're songs that have been cleared and everything but the label just doesn't want to put out that music like imagine how much more music can be released oh yeah off of or maybe the artist won't put them out you know what i mean but i'm sure there will be like that huge demographic of artists that put out their unreleased music which mm-hmm. would be pretty exciting I yeah think no, because be technically yeah no, because technically anything you record while you're signed to the label is uh why you record while you're signed to the label is property of the label, but how artists get away with it is they just hide it from mm-hmm. the thing. They just hide it from the labels. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying. Because like if, because like if uh, what's that? Because like if Meek leaves, because uh, if Meek leaves Maybach Music Group, like I don't know what his contract looking like, but if it's a generic contract like the other ones, Rick Ross can go, "Hey, all them snippets that you posted on Instagram, I need that. I own that." Mm. He could. Because he was like, because there's video evidences. Like, yes, he did record this while he was under contract with me. That's I've got such a problem with that. That pisses me off. See, man, we're having like three different conversations right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's called? But like, let's but let's backtrack a little bit. So yeah. if so, if the artist wins this class action lawsuit, mm-hmm. that's gonna uh, what's called? It's gonna be good because the artists are gonna own. Their masters, what uh, what Isaac Hayes' son say? They sound right, like uh, musical real estate. Yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, yeah their yeah. own, like they'll own their musical real estate. You're like, but it's gonna be bad for the labels because now all of that stuff that's coming through now is like, oh dang, well, you know, every like every uh, okay, no, I'm trying to think, um, I'm trying to think like who's a like who's a big artist whose like catalog is still streaming. I'll say. Well, Queen would be an example from. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Queen. Yeah. See, good, good listening ears have. Yeah. So like, uh, what's it called? So like Queen, because it's like they know. Okay, well, every year on the who's the who was the lead singer for Queen? Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, uh, every year on Freddie Mercury's, people are gonna come back and stream this song or whatever. It was like, and that's really, and, you know, that's like income they don't have to do anything for. Cause I, cause I'm pretty sure that they're not out here promoting queen's catalog people are just coming back to it so that's basically money that they don't have to work for boom uh let's see what else uh man i'm just trying to say i'm like i'm just trying to think of different circumstances maybe it should be set up where it's the artist like the artist has to come forward it's not just 35 years and boom it's it's theirs but like an artist or maybe the real estate they have to come forward and they have to do the process themselves otherwise universal keeps it Mm. But I mean, like who, that, that who wouldn't come and get their masters? That's true. If you can just walk in and get it, like <laughs> I feel like yeah. everyone like, kind of indulge. Yeah, for just like Why just not? have just have your lawyer send in paperwork and be like, okay, uh, Hand 30, it over. But like, yeah, thirty-five years is gonna be uh, in the thirty-fifth anniversary of this album is gonna be in this. It was like, and I'm coming to get my stuff on the thirty-fifth anniversary of the thing. Okay, let's see. And then on the label side, if they lose this lawsuit, that catalog is gone. Is gone. 
I mean, but they're still building it up with the people they have signed now. Like, 35 years is a long time to generate revenue off of a project. Mm -hmm. I mean, for most projects, that's sucking it dry, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, they're sucking it dry. Because, I mean, do we... I'm not, like, super adept, and I don't know a lot about them. Obviously, I love, like, rock music and music that came from that time period, but I don't know nearly as much about it as I do hip-hop. And I'm sure there are tens of thousands of artists that have made music and their albums aren't significant today, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for most people, it's not... Like it, the amount, like, it'll yeah. mean something, but they're not going to be making a serious amount of money, I feel like, off of the getting their masters be, 35 yeah. years later. And the artists will be able to use that money better than... The, well, they need that money more than the, the Yeah, I mean, thir the label. In 30, like, most albums, I would say, don't have a 35-year lifespan. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, wait, let me look. Well, most, yeah. But if you still got that that powerful one, like something that was oh yeah, like Queen or something, it'll be significant. Queen. It'll be significant. Like even though, but eventually it'll be refreshed with people that will, like the cycle will continue. There there will be artists from today that will be significant thirty five years later. The cycle just repeats mm -hmm. itself. I would say. Cause yeah, let me see. Uh, cause the Thriller album came out in nineteen eighty two, and that is still one of the top selling albums. Like. Well, not top, but yeah. that's still like one of the it's well, it's the script. best. It, well, it's the best selling album. Yep. above the Beatles, the best selling album. So of course, even though, because uh, even though, uh, what's called, or should they do kind of like what, or like what Sony kind of did with Michael Jackson, because Michael Jackson uh, got the rights to his masters, but they was like, you know what, like you own the masters, but hey. You know, we can distribute that for you trying to enter a distribution deal. But then at the same time, with the Internet, you can go to TuneCore DistroKid and get it distributed everywhere for for little to nothing now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's putting art labels in a bad in a bad place, bro. Oof. Um, it's going to be interesting, dude. Imagine what's going to happen. But, I mean, the huge ones will still, unless people just start to grab, eh, I don't know. Cause like you know, and plus, and plus, you know, you got the significant labels like, uh, like Motown, yeah, where everybody on that label was impactful to the culture, not yeah. just like one or two people. So that's a whole thing going. Let's see another one, bro. Like uh, Death Row, yeah, or whatever. Like Death Row, like Tupac's estate, or Snoop Dogg, or Dr. Drake, and finally uh -huh. come through and be like, yeah, like the masters I told you can keep. I need them now. Dang man, uh, it's gonna be interesting. Well, wait, was this who? Which Universal's in the lawsuit? Correct. Yeah, uh, there's two separate ones: Universal and, and Sony. Sony. So maybe it's a label to label thing. Universal chose to make that, you know, a policy. Other labels don't have to. But if but if this is in a court of law, this, it could be affects, a blanket statement for yeah, like a blanket all statement. Because like, like it'll even, be a federal law. Like that. a federal precedent, because like they can. So if the class action lawsuit wins, and somebody goes up to Warner Brothers and was like, "Hey, it's been thirty five years where my masses, where my masses at," be like, "All right, we'll see you in court." And then in court, they like, "Okay, the president with so and so versus Universal." It's like, "Oh, okay, well, dang, boom, case dismissed. You gotta give them the masters." So it's not. It wasn't just like a Universal or Sony sign thing. Like there's policy. This was kind of just like a general. It's the. It's the specific. They're calling out specific companies, but it's to like expose 
like that common trait yeah, across so, record labels. And it could be held up as like, lo- ooh, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, what's called? Yeah. So, so this is everyone, dude. Like this will be like, if this gets past, this will be like TDE down the line. This will be Def Jam. This will be like Rockefeller. This will yeah, be Rockefeller, Diddy's label. Diddy, yeah, Biggie, everybody. Biggie Master. No, because like, okay, yeah, no, because like for like Adam an example real quick. So like the uh, so like the United States versus Paramount. So that because back in the day, the studio system where they controlled every aspect of a film from filming distribution to like they owned like everything because they owned the studio that they were filming it at. They owned the rights to the film. They owned the rights to the soundtrack. They owned the printing companies that made the copies to distribute out and they owned the and they owned the theater that they were playing the shows at. And then it was it was like this for everybody, but Paramount was just the one that got pointed out and taken to court. And then they lost that case. Paramount lost that case. And then all the other movie studios had to get rid of their theaters. So it's like it's it's like a cause and it's like a chain effect. Yeah. Do you think it'll bring about like more class action lawsuits and like call out labels for like I mean I shouldn't say taking advantage of because they signed the contract, but like taking advantage of and misleading artists. Like, do you think that'll be a problem down the line that'll be addressed in like actual court? I don't know. It might be just you just got to find the right argument because like because Universal, even though they ignored this class action lawsuit for so long, I think the only reason why they acknowledged this and put in these arguments is because they probably said either you respond or this case goes on a default and they win. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they finally acknowledged this lawsuit. But I'm pretty sure that they got them, uh, what's it called? They're not Disney lawyers, but I'm pretty sure they got the the tier below the Disney lawyers oh, like yeah. working on something like, okay, these are the three arguments that we can put in and then we'll do research and then whichever one we feel strongest about, that's the one we're going to go with in oh, court. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're putting a lot of money towards it. Yeah, because, oh, Max, this mug is crazy. Because yeah, because no, even if you don't own the rights to your masters right now, because like be like, oh okay, cool, in thirty in like thirty five years, I can go get it back, and then I can start hustling my uh, my my thing again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, do you think this would inspire artists to make music again? Because keep in mind, like artists from the seventies are like how old now? And then to, or oh, never mind, because the thirty five years starts when they sign, right? Okay, no, that's that's actually one of the arguments okay, that they put in. So they said, so is the 35 years from when the contract went into effect, or are they going to have to go come back for each individual project? Oh, dude, so, like, if this gets – sorry, I'm still piecing it all together. Like, if this goes through, like, they can go – some artists can go through day of when it's passed and be, like, hand it over. Yeah. Right? Yeah, hand it yeah. over. Yeah. So give, on, give it on so over. What it's I also going to be more complicated with, like, artists who had – multiple went to multiple different labels. oh yeah different companies. labels oh yeah and they like switch labels they did, oh i have only oh, have to i gotta do three albums for this one they do three and then they go to another like i know like you yeah know, like so many rappers what if like people that don't labels. like fulfill those contracts and they're still under contract oh you know what i mean yeah, like you, I think, put, you gotta drop uh, another yeah. album to get out of the label and they said screw music what happens then yeah because that because that because i think that's what's happening in young buck right now because young buck tried to drop an album and and uh g unit records hit him with a cease and desist <laughs> <laughs> and then so and because everybody was like yo he was like he must owe 50 like an album or two like because he's not out of the deal Ooh. 
that that's gonna get in. I'm surprised that's like not an argument. Like if they fulfilled like their legally, ah, who knows, man? Okay, so, I mean, this is still early on. Okay, so okay, so all right, so the first one, so the first argument that they put in, I don't think they're gonna go with that because that doesn't apply to everybody because they're saying you didn't grant us the copyright yourself, you uh, a company like the company that you were with granted to us and you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they're going to go with that. Cause even though that's going to, uh, cause even though that might uh, get like the, this class action lawsuit away, they might, somebody else might fall another one and be like, well, I didn't license it to you through a company. I licensed it myself. So I don't think they're going to go with that one. And then the second one where they said, is it 35 years if uh, like is it 35 years from when the contract took effect or 35 years for when the projects dropped so mm -hmm. like so like you got to come back and get one album at a time i don't think they're going to go with that one because that signifies that uh because that doesn't signify them keeping the catalog that's just uh well that's just the well we'll give it to you but when how much it's just like we'll give it to you but how much you know what i mean mm -hmm. And then, but I think this last one. That's what I was thinking. I feel like the last one is more concrete. Yeah, the work, yeah, the work made for hire. He's like, they're the author of the work. They're not the grantor of the copyright. That, I think the work made for, man, this work made for hire statement is the strongest. Those are the strongest three words that I know in human so, history, bro. Dude, so easy to read over. Think of that. Like, what if your lawyer screws up? What happens then? Because you trust them to read it efficiently and be able to articulate it to you and tell you what you should change and what you should talk about? Like, what if someone reads over that? That's only three words, dude. Bro, work for hire or work made for hire, bro. Those four, those three to four words have screwed ev somebody, if not screwed somebody, has screwed everybody over at some point in time. Because like you said, it's just like, if you're not reading it with an attorney, you'd be like, okay, it's a work made for hire. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because they're hiring me to do the work. Exactly. Completely different definition, though. Exactly, man. Oh. But man, maybe that's something they can bring up in court talking about how like it's a misleading clause like in a statement because that's a there was that's a big thing you could argue to. I don't know. Well, I'm excited, man. That's going to yeah, be a no, very work made for hire, man. This group, this is not just music. That's but everybody. How is no one talking about this though? Like I don't see this on like no, Twitter or anything. Okay, bro. No, cuz y'all want to know how I found out about this, bro? Huh? Cuz I was looking up film news for the podcast. I was looking at film news, and then this popped up under film news, and I was like, "Why is this?" I'm like, "Why is this under film news, bro?" And I clicked on it. I'm like, "This has nothing to do with movies." Like, why? Why the hell? But I don't, I'm I'm dumb, I'm dumb <laughs> as hell. Oh, I'm dumb as hell, bro. This could be literally, this could, bro. This this isn't just for music too, bro. Like this could go for like film, like everything. Yo. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude, I'm not putting two and two together either over here. It can be. Because if this on goes, everything. yeah, copyrights on everything, bro. I'm like, because these film producers can go to like Universal Studios and be like, "Hey, man, I need my movie back, man." Ooh. It's gonna Dang. change. This this gonna change everything, bro. These labels are good. I mean, but labels, I would say, would still be significant in music and mm -hmm. movies for sure. You know what I mean? Obviously, they wouldn't make nearly as much money. Okay. Oh, okay. No. So this is okay. No, because this is like the thing though, because like the importance of a catalog, because like especially in like in film, yo, it's like because I don't know. I feel like from my I don't know. 
because I feel because we're still watching like old movies, man. Because people still talk about like Back to the Future, the original Alien, like the Harry Potters and stuff like that, yo. Like, no, because I don't know. Because like, not because it's like I don't know. Because like it's easier to watch an old movie, like an old movie or old TV show, compared mm-hmm. to like. A old song even though old song is easier i feel like more people are watching older movies than they are listening to older music okay i don't know that's what i feel like so i'm like yo because i'm like because like music because like yeah an album uh what's it called it 35 years down the line because like if you think about it how many albums are we listening from 35 years ago versus how many movies are we watching from 35 years ago yeah oh oh dude most of the movies I watch are probably, like, older movies from when I was a kid. It's, like, down the line, that would be extremely significant. Oh, yo. Dang, that's mug. See, this, but this is going to affect, like, every industry. Oh, I know. Everything, Ooh. like, is just start. It's just starting with music. Is just starting with music, dog. But that's what we need, right? Like, isn't this something that we've mm-hmm. kind of, like, music as a whole has kind of fought for? Mm-hmm. Like, having the rights to your own music? Yeah. But it, there can be... I don't know, man. I feel like I can think of some pretty screwed up situations that can happen. Because, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe some artists will do, like, make it to where their music can't be used. I don't know. Yeah, well, some artists will take it off stream. I'm sure I could think. Yeah, like yeah, like Taylor Swift, bro. Like Taylor Swift, she said, you know what, Spotify, I'm not happy with uh, with how you paying me, so take my music off. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's fine because it's not someone I listen to. But as soon as it's somebody I really like, yeah, you're like, what? No, no, no. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Like all the Jay Z fans, bro. They got to go to titles. Bro, oh, I don't get it. I'm mad, man. I figured out four 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 was on Apple Music the other day. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. <laughs> I'm about to like get an Apple mu- like get an Apple Music free trial and end it right after I listen to the album because <laughs> I still haven't heard four 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 like track for track all the way through. Same here. Man, I'm mm. man, I'm telling you, cause like, bro, I've, I had a, I have a six month uh subscri- free trial of title that uh yeah, that I started in January that I cause I listened to I listened to Jay Z's catalog I listened to the the exclusive Lil Wayne project on there and I haven't opened title since. What about the Carters? The Carters, uh, what the Everything Is Love? Yeah. Thing, uh, yeah, that's on that's on Apple Music. That's not on uh, not on title. It is on title, oh, but, but it's you've also already on, got it. Okay, okay. But it's on Apple Music. Jay Z's just making big business moves and put it on both. Yeah, but uh, but his catalog is not. No, see, uh, his like his famous catalog that he's known for, like the blueprints and yeah. stuff like that. That's exclusively on title. Mm-hmm. But the newer stuff, like the American Gangster soundtrack, mm-hmm. the four four fours and stuff. That's like yeah, that's Apple is Music. Watch the Throne on Apple Music. Yeah, okay. Watch the Throne is on Apple. They put Music. it on Spotify for like a day last September. And oh then yeah, took it off. But Watch the Throne. Yeah, for like one day. I don't know what what was going on, but dude, I had like that whole album on my Spotify playlist, and it just vanished one day. I'm like, what? See, that that's why, man. That's why you need to. That's why you need to buy it because when you're streaming it, bunch of Montana 300 music disappeared too. I noticed that on one of my playlists. It was like a couple of remixes from like 2015, 2016, not on Spotify anymore. Like remix of like another person's song. Yeah, probably because uh probably because they finally caught up with him. Like hold on, hey, we ain't, yeah. we ain't clear the sample. <laughs> exactly. And they're like uh what? See, like what? It's not on there no more. What? Yeah. 
discreetly takes it off. Never. No, that uh, independent artist uh, did uh, was because an independent artist did that to me. I like I had their music in a playlist, and I was like, "Hold on, wait, this is a beat from such and such." I'm like, I'm "Like, yo, he got pulled to to get a to get a a so and so beat." Mm. And then uh, what's called, and then the whole project got taken off, and I was like, I'm assuming he didn't, uh, he didn't sign no deals for these beats. So yeah, who knows, man? That's yeah. But okay, let's see, man. Is there anything else, yo? Uh, uh let's see. Okay. UMG, uh, I don't know what that means. It says UMG invokes the Copyright Act's three-year statute of limitations. I don't know. Uh, three-year statute of limitations, or it's like, well, they didn't give us a, like a notice in this three-year time span, so they can't get it. I don't know. Oh, I'm assuming that's what it means. I'm assuming really that's know. what it means, but I don't think they're gonna go with that either, because then that means that the people be like, oh, well, my my 35 years coming up. Let me. But yeah, I think they're gonna take the work made for hire. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I can't wait to see how powerful those three words are. Right. And if that goes over to the film industry, dog, and these big giant studios, bro, like imagine, like imagine, like thirty five years down the line, because we all know how big and important Get Out was to society. Mm-hmm. Like, do we agree that we're still gonna be talking about and showing people Get Out thirty five years from now? I feel like yeah. we will for sure. You like get yeah, thirty five years down the line, Jordan Peele. Like if this goes through, Jordan Peele have the power thirty five years and be like, "Yep, give me the rights to get out back. That's mine now. That is property of Monkey Paw Productions and no longer Universal." I guess it's a little bit different with movies and music. The power he'd have there would just be he could put it on streaming services if he wanted to or not. But other than that, he's got the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause like you don't really With like music, sample. Cause you don't really yeah. Cause you don't really sample movies. I guess you, you can. Like People do. Well, audio I, tracks from it. Yeah, but I feel like uh, music haven't you know? There's more to do with if you have the rights to your own music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Uh-huh. Like oh, he's got the rights to get out. He's making all the money off of it. Thirty-five years later. Well, music. I don't know. I think there's a little bit more. Uh, definitely more to do like on the creative side Mm -hmm. like it's more of a but yeah you could take it and flip it yeah Mm -hmm. because like with uh, because like with because like if Jordan Peele if this goes through and Jordan Peele gets get out in 35 years it's like he can go back through because like he can like re-release it with like a director's breakdown and reveal all like Mm -hmm. the like all the compared to releasing easter eggs and stuff compared to releasing unheard music like that's big I think Man, this is really one for the. This is really one for the masses, yo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either side of this lawsuit realize how big this is. Mm. I feel like the labels do. They're, I mean, they'd be losing a lot of money, man. There's a lot of albums that we listen to that are 35 years old. But I don't know, cause I'm like, cause I think like the artists are just worried about getting their masters back, and I don't realize that if they win the huge thing they can. And I think, like, I think Universal is just more of, okay, we, we got to keep this catalog. They're not looking at if we lose this lawsuit, bro. Like, because Universal, because, the, like, these companies, like, Warner, Sony, and uh, Warner, Sony, and Universal, 
they're not just music companies. They have uh, what's called it. They have uh, what's called. They have mus- their music division. They have their film division. Their television division. Their publishing division. They have uh, and just like other ventures or whatever. It's like like with other ventures though. Because, like, I don't know, it's, like, Universal is just, like, are they, like, oh, we have to win this because we need to keep this catalog? Or we need to win this because the potentially all the assets in this entire company from every umbrella is at risk? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they realize how, how, like, how important this is yet. And that, I don't know, and I believe what you're saying, too, because if it was looked at as that important, why is it not, like, everywhere? Everybody you know? gotta gotta sweep it under the rug so that way if it does get passed, everybody and their mama don't know about it. Yeah, I guess. Because if you got like some of the artists out there, they might miss that three year statute of limitations because they don't know after thirty five years they can go and get their masters mm. back. So I think that's why they keep no okay, yeah, no. So I think no low key, bro, that might be why they waited so long to put in an argument, yo. Why? Because like if because if they get served like if they get served the papers and they respond right away, then that shows a sense of urgency in that this lawsuit is important. Gotcha. But if they get served and they just ignore it and then they sneakily put it in like a week or two before trial, mm-hmm. it kind of goes under the rug like like it's doing right now. Yeah. Yo, this this is important. Yo, this is crazy. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. It's crazy, man. What a way to end off this semester, bro. Dude, that's a crazy one that we're going to talk about. Bro, I got to keep my eye on this, bro. But I got a feeling like in a couple months when I Google this, like it's not going to pop up. Dude, that'd be pretty scary. Dude. I want to know what happens, man. Oh, no, and, plus, <laughs> and plus, like, you know, and plus, like, Universal, bro, they could pull a big boy move, like, just drag, like, just drag the lawsuit on as long as possible. Yeah, dude. Because there's been times where people have to like have to had dropped lawsuits because they ran out of money and they couldn't afford a lawyer anymore, so they had to drop it, or they had to settle it. Who knows, man? But that's so many taxes. Because like, yeah, no, because like I'm telling you, bro, like lawsuits can take forever and a day to to get settled, depending on because like the because like the Birdman versus Lil Wayne, bro. Because like if Universal didn't didn't jump in the middle and be like, you know what? Forget it. We'll pay. Uh, what's called like, forget it. We'll pay Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, let us put out the album. Because if Universal didn't uh, doing the thing, because Birdman was dragging on this lawsuit for five years, six man, six like six plus. Yeah, they dragging on the lawsuit for yeah. six years, and if Birdman <laughs> can drag a lawsuit on for six years, a billion a billion dollar corporation. Man, imagine how long they can drag it out. So I don't Especially know. something big with Universal, where they have constant money coming in from everything. Yeah, and that's not, and like you said, that's not just music. That's everything. <laughs> for real, be Ooh. like, no, for real, come like if, no, cause for like Universal, be like, dang, for some reason, dang, the music is not making as much money as it is, but we need, we need an extra two billion dollars. Be like, hey, can you grab two billion dollars from the film division and bring that over here? So it's great because like a billion. Huh? Let me look up you know, like Universal as a whole. Like, what's their? Uh, let me see Universal. Bro, and they got theme. Oh, I forgot Universal got theme parks too. So that's more money they got coming oh, in. Oh, dude, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> oh, it's too much, man. All right, let me see. All right. Dot, dot. 
Okay. Bruh, a $70 billion company. Mm. So, um, that Forbes interview I mentioned earlier, just to like put it in perspective, uh, they said they've made $2 billion. Let's just assume that me, for but some reason, that of, meant they were off of cash or. That's Birdman's cut. Yeah, Bert, Birdman made $2 billion off Automies. Like, was that Birdman's cut of no, $2 billion, or is that overall sales? No, it's of $2 like, billion? I'm assuming they were saying that their label had made $2 billion. Okay. Let's just, just assume that means $2 billion in the green. That's like more than 30 times. That's like 30. <laughs> like. They'll drag it on forever, or like thirty, like thirty four, thirty five times that. Man, bro, like five, six years, like they could go on forever. It'd be wild. For real, I'm like they got. Maybe the it's something we'll never on. see. Like, dude, what if we're dead before? The... <laughs> Obviously, that'd be pretty out there, and that probably would not happen. Because then, I mean, it wouldn't be. Obviously, those yeah, because these artists are, are pushing. They're, they're people that are pushing for it, and obviously, they won't reap that benefit. Yeah, no, and plus, and plus, like, how can I, like, how can I put, because, like, these are people, like, because it's the people versus Universal. They're they're suing the corporation. Yeah. They're not suing an individual this person. for the people type stuff. So the corporation, because <laughs> executives can come and go at Universal, and they could just keep the lawsuit pushing, like, mm-hmm. but from the class action side, it's the people they have, like, because the people over at Universal... They can die, oh, and knock on wood, I don't want nobody to die, but like the people at Universal can die, and then the new board members can come in and keep the lawsuit dragging. Yeah. Versus the people in the class action lawsuit, if they die, knock on wood, I don't want nobody to die. Uh, what's because it like they die, their estate might be, well, I, like they fought this for like 10, 15 years. I don't feel like going through with it. Dude, who knows? What if that happened? Dude, what? Oh, Man, this I'm is excited. Yeah, no, but like I said, even though, because I'm like, yo, because I'm like, this is might be something that's swept under the rug, or this is something that could be still going on five, ten years from now. Maybe we'll just settle with those artists that have come forward. N- but that, that might be another thing, yo. What if they just settle? Yeah. Yeah, because then there wasn't a decision made talk, in court about, about that. A real deter- talk about like a real decision that would show if the artist is like just for themselves or for the culture. That 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 settlement. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but like, you know what? Yeah, because if there's a precedent in court that opens it up, be like, you know what? Y'all want y'all masters? Okay, how about we settle this out of court? We'll give the, I don't know, I'm just going to do a random number. We'll give the eight of y'all, y'all masters, and then y'all can go and on y'all way. Thing. And they can make it to where, like, they discuss it out of court, and then the public doesn't hear about it ever again. Yeah, no, because we every, see, we yeah, will read every settlement. settled outside of court, and that's it. We yeah, don't no, hear anything. Every, no, because every settlement has a non-disclosure agreement where you can't say what the settlement was. Oh. The stakes have been raised. Oh, so, yeah, I are they really from, that, Adam, man, are these, are these artists from the 70s, are they really from the culture, or are they for themselves? If if Universal says, you know what, just throw the lawsuit out, we'll give you your masters. I don't know. You mean, like, settling out of court? 
Yeah, settle, settling it out of court. I don't. I don't know. Uh, can't you say they're not for the culture? Because anyone would want their own masters. Anyone would want their own. They masters. want their yeah. own masters. But if they be like, you know, drop but, the drop the no, universal is like, you know what? We'll give you your masters. You're like, we'll give you your masters. You can afford. Like, okay, it's like. Cause the, cause you know, Universal they got the, they got the power to bully you into taking the settlement. Be like, listen, we can we can be at court all day, every day, like we like you're like we can have one representative from the company be in court. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, he was like, do you really want to pay this millions of dollars in lawyer fees? Do you really want to be in court all day long for the next two three years? You know, like just to get your masters, he was like, "You, you can avoid all that. We can give you your masters and just go on your way." But that that'll still, like, yeah, it won't be for the culture because it won't be set, like, it won't be an established case in law. But that, like, people are gonna find out, and everyone will still like come forward and then expect the same thing. You know, they'll be like, "We well, gave them po- their masters." That's a good point. They could set like a standard and show that like record labels, record labels can be fought. And they'll still settle. And they can win. See, man, that's so many aspects it is. Oh. oh. Unless they sign a non-disclosure agreement. But then it's also, that's just going to be more mysterious. People will still file lawsuits even if they don't know that they settled for all the masters. You know, I think. How many people are suing them? Uh, let me, let me, hold on, let me go back to the thing. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, full disclaimer out there. I am not a lawyer. So, uh, let me see. Y'all should have called up my uncle and be like, yo, what does this mean? <laughs> okay. Okay, it says, John Waits, an individual, Joe Elliott, individual, and on behalf of all. Okay, it says, the plaintiffs are John Waits, an individual, Joe Ellie, I'm assuming E-L-Y, or Ely, an individual, and on behalf of all others similarly situated. Mm. Too many shadows, man. Like, I don't know. There's so much unknown. So, yeah. So, this is literally for... Bro, and they're giving... Oh, they're giving out... Oh. So, yeah. I don't know how to read none of this. I might have asked my uncle, like, what this means. Because it says table of authorities. And, it's, and they got, like, a whole bunch of, like, different, like, court cases on here, bro. Uh-huh. Like Chambers versus Time Warner Incorporated, uh, which calls it a day versus Sony Music Entertainment. Uh, let's see, Burroughs versus MGM Incorporated. I'm just saying MGM because that's what uh, that's short for Metro Goldwyn Mayer Company. Uh, and it's like a whole bunch of other like lawsuits and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure that you know Universal man. Ooh. This is like, oh man. All right, Andrew, it's two thirty-three. When is your thing due? Three. I was about to dip out right now. I was about okay. to say something. All right. Uh, so, all right. So that's that's uh, that's pretty much all the major stuff. Like I got other, I got stuff for like we have the more time, but we can always say that for next mm-hmm. semester. So that way, this was be, an important topic. It yeah, because this was. The we were thing. talking on it for a minute, man. Yeah. yeah. No, when I go through and put the timestamps together, it's probably going to end up being like the last like 30 or 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. All right. Just before we hit these outros real quick. Uh, so the stuff that I had in the if we have more time section that we can get to next semester. 
if everybody is here is uh leasing beats because uh there's a that came to mind because I was on YouTube looking at beats and then mm. people were arguing in the comment section about who was going to get the beat. Because mm. they was like, oh, yeah, I'm finna kill this beat. And it was like, nah, bro. This I'm finna kill this. You know, they was like, nah, bro. Like, I'm finna kill it. You ain't finna do nothing with it. This my beat or whatever. I'm like, bro, I'm like, it's first come, first serve on who buy the beat, bro. Yeah. And, and if you lease the beat, the other people can still come through and lease the same beat. You got to buy the beat if you don't want nobody else to hop on it. Exactly. So, but yeah, no, but that's it. Uh, so yeah, the whole Epic Records thing, like, what is a hit? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something I always wanted to talk about for a minute. Finders fees, bro. Because Akon got some ridiculous finder fees, bro. Like he said, he could have retired off of Lady Gaga, bro. I didn't know he had a finders fee on Lady Gaga. Yeah, bro, he finessed that mug too, bro. What was it like ten or fifteen percent or something? No, no, okay, no, because like, no, because Lady Gaga was uh was signed to a label. And then the and then uh was and then she got dropped from that label, and then Akon kind of like swooped in and, inter, and introduced uh, her to Interscope oh, and got the dude. finder's fee. <laughs> Is Akon retired of that? Yeah, bro. No, everybody, bro. Every when I tell you everybody, when I tell you everybody that's ever worked with Lady Gaga is filthy rich. I mean, filthy rich. Like Lady Gaga made so much money. Like the producers that produced her song, Filthy Rich. Akon has a finder's fee, Filthy Rich. The, uh, what's it called? Who else? Her manager, Filthy Rich, bro. Lady Gaga is a bag. She was, she is a walking bag. Walking bag of hundreds. Yes, bro. Uh, and then what Anthony brought, uh, cause Anthony and I was discussing, uh, was discussing yesterday. And then I was like, yo, and then I was like, yo, when do we stop considering somebody a one hit wonder? Mm. Because I was like, if they have that one big giant smash hit and they put out a bunch of projects that do well, but none of them blew up, are they still a one hit wonder? But we don't have to answer that right now. That's something that's for next semester. But we about to hit these outros real quick. This is for real, for real, the last one yeah. of the semester. Taking this three month hiatus, the hip hop episodes will be uploaded throughout the summer for y'all to get to listen to. So, y'all know me, Dylan CBE. D-Y-L-A-N underscore C-B, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all should already know. Anchor.fm, Dylan Dillard Podcast, Dillworth with one L. And uh, follow me on Twitch, Dylan C-B-E, me and my homie Hound. Gaming Hound is, uh, the O in Hound is a zero. We plan on doing some streaming together over the summer. So hit up the uh, the Twitch. And uh, next semester, man, we might not be in the K-Roo studio. Yes. We might either be in an apartment or Anthony found like a Anthony found like a little podcasting space that's free for students. Mm-hmm. That's like two or three blocks away from where from like where uh the apartments we're staying at is. Oh what? That's awesome. That semester. Yeah, so I don't know. So we might not be in this K studio next year hey. for the, the hip hop stuff. The gaming and film stuff still be in here, but the hip hop stuff might not be. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, so that has been it, man. So Adam. Oh yeah, you know. Same old, same old, just the same stuff. You've got the Instagram and Twitter information in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always going to be in the the description. So I'm just going to leave it with thanks for another great semester. Always a blast to come on this show and talk about the stuff we love. Oh, yeah, because this was a really... Because that that class action lawsuit was a really good discussion. Mm -hmm. That had me stressed. 
I was like, what if, what if, what if? Exactly. We need some details on that, And then we all realized something that, because, like, we just looked at it from face value, but as we discussed it, we was like, yo, the deeper meaning, like, this is not just a huge. This could go for any industry that does a work with it. Oh, my God. Them three to four words, bro. Most powerful in the language. Hey, bro, I'm going to change my Twitter bio, bro. I'm going to put, what? I'm gonna put uh, my tweets are work made for hire for Dylan Dilworth Incorporated. <laughs> there we go. Let him know. No, but. um. But yeah, uh, Andrew, outros. Uh, I won't say anything else, man. Thank you for doing the show with us, dude. Like, Straight thank up. you for everything, bro. Like, I appreciate coming on here and talking about rap music so much because, like, I don't have, like, uh, oh, I almost cussed, but, like, a ton of people, like, talk about rap music, too, like this. I feel like we really get into like the label politics, and, like we really just get in the cracks and get through everything. It's awesome. We're talking about what we see other people talk about. We're like this. Yeah. We don't have anybody else that talks about. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause for not because it's like it's crazy, and then especially on Twitter, bro. The Logic fans that have attacked me, I am not arguing with y'all. I am not arguing with y'all. Hey, if you if you no no, I'm like yo, because dude was trying to get at me, and then I looked at his profile <laughs> picture, bro. I'm like, no. Album cover of Logic? <laughs> no, nah, uh, nah, bro. No, nah, not that. I'm like, yo, look at your outfit, bro. You got on the boat shoes, Sperry's, and like the super short khaki shorts that stop above the knee and a pink polo uh, collared shirt on. I am not about to argue with you. You do not. <laughs> bro, what do you know about rap music? <laughs> like, but, all right, let me stop. All right, but yeah, any last words before we, we dip on out of here, man? Hey, we appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate y'all. And don't be scared to, like, hit us up, man, because, like, I've met people that, like, watch, that watch, uh, that listen to the show, but they, but, like, they don't, uh, they don't want to say anything. And I'm like, yo, we're not, we're not a-holes. I don't know, man. I got that. No. <laughs> That's your button ego. Yeah, he was like, nah, he was like, once that blue check hit, uh, hit our, hit our social media. As soon as there is a blue bill in my wallet. I'm going left. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, cause like, uh, yeah, cause like when I ran the dude that uh, that's a fan of Adam, it was like, oh yeah, I listen to this show this day. I'm like, bro, I'm like, Let's go. and I'm like, yo, I'm like, we not a hoes. You can you can tweet us, you can DM, but you can talk to us. We not we not gonna be absolutely on some, on some BS. No, it's awesome to have people listen to to this and just like I don't know. I feel like we also like make people more aware of stuff. Like we make them question the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it goes both ways too. Yeah, and plus we put, and plus there have been plenty of people that we put music on too. Like, oh, cause yeah. I'm a big Meek fan. People have listened to Meek, Travis Scott. Everybody pretty much knows Travis Scott. And then, you know, I'm pretty sure some people discovered Joey Badass through Adam. Yeah. So. so, all right, man, we appreciate y'all. We really finna get up out of here, man. Three month hiatus. You can always hit up on, on hit us up on social media, man. And we out. For sure.